Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRTK.com. We'll get to that here in a second. Joined this morning, every weekday morning, by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Dude, good news. Okay. We have money to give away this morning. Nice. We have $1,000 to give away both at 7 and 8 o'clock this morning. And second row WWE tickets. And all week long, I promised you guys, I said, look... I know radio, a lot of times, you know, it's like, listen longer, and then that, then we'll give it to you. I said one day this week I was going to give away a pair of really good WWE tickets super early to reward the people who listen to the show early in the first hour. Today, 6.45, you get second row WWE seats. Yeah, the bright and earliers do kind of get screwed over in radio contesting a lot. A lot. You know, like, a lot. Dude, i got to be work at 7. What do you want me to do? Right. Keep listening, idiot. That's what I want you to do. <laughs> exactly. So every once in a while when we get some cool stuff and we have multiples and, you know, that kind of thing, I like to reward people who are up early, who are, you know, at the job maybe early or whatever it should be. And, uh, you know, people say that, you know, have said it to me all, you know, the whole time. It's like, you know, what the hell? Eight, nine o'clock. Yeah, that's great. But what about us? And I was like, you know what? That's true. Like, what about you guys? That's totally unfair. You deserve a reward. If you're in the car before 7 a.m. going to work, you deserve a reward. WWE tickets, that's it. Yeah, 645. As one, well, we'll pass those out. Now, tomorrow we have front row seats for the WWE, January 22nd Civic Center here in Canton. So, what we've decided to do with the front rows is Fantone's like full on WWE, like fanboy, loves it, right? Huge fan. So, we are going to have him, I don't even know what the questions are. He's going to put together a list of questions. And I believe what we will do is three out of five. Right. We'll start taking calls at 9 30 tomorrow morning at 1 800 243 7625. And then uh, we will find out who has supreme WWE knowledge. You might want to brush up on your WWE encyclopedia tonight, you know, just sitting around with the think, kids and, and, and looking through the, the chronicles of WWE history. It's, uh, it's going to be tough. There's going to be some easy ones, and there's obviously going to be some tougher ones. So, so uh, well, okay, so have you worked out the system? Well, let me, you know, answer me this. Do you have the questions? Uh, I don't Are have, you ready to go? I don't have all the questions, but I do kind of have it set up in the sense of like... You have a premise. I have a premise. So you said five questions, and I'm going to have five questions, and there's going to be two easy ones and then three kind of harder ones. You may need to have a few backups just in case. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. it's not just going to be five. I I was like, well, I should probably have at least four sets of five. Yes. Four sets of five. And then that way, if the first person loses, we can move on and, you know, whatever. Um, But no, uh, they'll be challenging. uh, You'll have to know WWE current current and past. You're going to have to be uh, brushed up on on everything. So we're not going to send somebody, because the worst is when you give away a kick-ass prize and like a true-to-the-heart kick-ass prize, like everything we give Always good and listen. If you go see, you know, a show, I'm in. I'm, I'm happy for you. But when it comes to like front row or like meet and greet or something like that, there's a difference between tickets to a show and front row tickets. And I, I want you to be a fan. I don't want it to be like, oh, hey, I just called in and wait, what did I win? The worst thing a radio person's ever heard on the phone is, and and again, not like this is like, gee, our job sucks, doesn't it? But like the worst thing that, that people in this industry deal with is, what did I win? Like that's the question. Nobody, dude. Exactly. We. That's that's the worst. Cause and I'll tell you what. I don't care. I'm gonna get to go anyway. It doesn't matter to me. But somewhere there's somebody who was like dialing the phone like a mad person trying to get in to win whatever it was. And then you're like, what did I win? And like I think about the person who got like left out in the cold. Yeah. So the so the so the better the seats are or the better the experience is, the more I want it to be a fan. And I'm glad tomorrow that a true to the heart WWE fan will be walking away. So front row seats. As you're a new employee of the Civic Center, correct. People might not know, Fantone's a new in-house like arena host for the Canton Charge and the Civic Center. 
I have to take my hat off to the Civic Center. Why is that? Okay, they got the Stansbury show covered. Like, they're bringing WWE for you. Right. Because you're a big WWE fan. Right. Did you hear what's been announced to come to the Civic Center? I have no idea what has been announced to come to the Civic Center. Oh, buddy. Oh, dude, I almost called you last night. was like, dude, I know you work there now. Get me hooked up. Seriously, <laughs> I almost became that annoying friend. Like, dude, I know you can get me tickets. Help me out. Justin Moore and Lee Bryce. Like, dude, a huge bro country show is coming right downtown Canton at the Civic Center. That's a that's awesome. There you go. What a, That's a good show for those guys to get. That's a big show. What's the date on that? You know what? I'll have to look into that. I don't have that right off the top of my head. Oh, dude, you know what? I but, do know a Lee Bryce song. I was like, I don't even know if I know this guy. Yeah. But I know Parking Lot Yeah, you know Parking Lot Party? Sure. Absolutely you do. Yeah, you do. One of the worst bro country songs. Yeah, this one's not my favorite, but... Dude, that will be. Now I gotta be honest with you. I, I like Lee Bryce's got, probably got like three songs I like. Justin Moore's probably like two, three songs I like. I'm not like a huge fan of either guy, but that'll be a great night. That place will be packed full of fun people, good looking women, beer, good country music. Yeah, dude, that's not the worst. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to go to that. I'm pumped. I want to go to that. You're gonna have to get some new new boots or something, Stansbury, if you want to ah. kick the dust up. Stansbury, Converse. Stansbury, nah, if you want to kick the dust up, it's Chuck Taylor's and Vans till I die. It's just the way it is. Yeah, I might have a parking lot party there that night. We should maybe do that. Radio stations do that. The Civic Center, man, like that's awesome. I'm glad cool stuff's going on there. Like, like I said, I'm not the biggest WWE fan, but I realize that that's a big thing for them to get. It's a big thing for the area to get. I like it. That cool in the gang a while ago too. I read about that in the repository. Man, that sound pretty good. Kick the dust up one time, Sandsbury. Put a big old dipper in your lip. Come on, get the thing stuck now. Ball for one time. Dude, cool in the gang and the rep. <laughs> I mean, never saw it coming. Masterful placement, Fantone. Thank you. I, I, now, I will apologize. That's a little inside. That was he, That was solely to make me laugh. And over. <laughs> Over some conversations we've overheard in the building. That was, oh my God, was that funny, man. Lee Bryce one time now. Come on. Going to be a fun show today. We also have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge, which they play their games at the Canton Civic Center. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on with you? You got any stories? You got anything going on? Actually, I do have some good stories. You know what I spent yesterday afternoon doing? No idea. What'd you do? I was in the falls yesterday, Cog Falls, and uh, I I was at Pro Armament. Which is a uh, well, it's a place where you can buy a handgun. Okay, and uh, you know it's a range there and stuff. And we were, uh, I was there an official meeting, and I met with a guy named Drew there, and uh, man, he's got the knowledge. Like he had the numbers, he had all kind of stuff, and like he asked me what my history was. And I said, man, once upon a time I was staunchly anti-gun. I said, but I've been turned around on it. And I said, you know, I I don't feel like my neighborhood is dangerous, but you never know. I said, you know, and a little bit of home protection it would make me feel a little bit better. It's like, so I'm a little curious. I said, but I have owned guns before, but I didn't have enough knowledge. I said, I wasn't, wasn't smart enough on it, didn't feel comfortable enough with it. And I don't want to be like that. I, as, if this is going to be part of my life, I want to have as much knowledge, be as comfortable with it as I possibly can. And he said, well, look, man, we do CCW classes. He's like, we can obviously, you know, you know, get you through one of those. He's like, and you, he's like, trust me, by the time we're done with you, he's like, you will feel 100% confident 
Amendment handling your weapon. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, Second Amendment nuts, they uh, just always constantly scream about responsible gun owners. Like, everybody that owns a gun is a responsible gun owner, and that's just not true. It's on you as the gun owner to be educated in right. things and to kind of make sure right. that you know how to use your weapon and, 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 and how to, you know, properly, you know, care for it, I guess. So, yeah, I'm. Uh, it, it looks like we may be doing some official business with Pro Armament, uh, with, uh, I'm sorry, Pro Armament out there in Cuyahoga Falls, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking into uh, into buying a handgun. The Sandsbury, stay strats. Yeah, yeah. Stay in strats. Lee Bryce shows. Yeah. Glocks. Glocks, why not, dude? Why Spurs not? Spurs on the shoes. You Next should. Thing, you know, you who knows? Get, you should get a truck. You should, get, I'm telling you, that's dude, all I'm getting, good stuff. Dude, I'm getting a Trump sticker next. Look out. <laughs> Look out! I'm kidding, Jesus. You know what? Too early in the morning. I, I you know, I don't, I don't want to set everybody all off in the rage that early in the morning. But 6:45 this morning, you're getting WWE tickets in the second row at the Civic Center. We'll be right back with more Sandsbury Show. Hang on. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9 online at wrqk.com. I uh, I talk about these all the time, and I know I uh, a lot of times on the radio I come off as very hardened. And uh, maybe a little heartless sometimes, a little cold, maybe not all the way connected there. But there's something about those soldier reunited with family and kid videos, like when they come home and surprise their kids at school or like dance class or like something like that, that just get me every single time. There's a great one up right now at WRQK.com of a soldier coming home and uh, he surprises his daughter at dance class and the little girl just, oh, dude, just pulled on me, man. Just pulled on me, man. And then somebody just sent me this and I didn't see this from the other night. When the Browns played, uh, you know, all the soldiers were out there and they were folding up the flag and all that and Terrell Pryor and Joe Hayden walked all the way down the line and shook all their hands and like thanked them and all that and... I don't know, in the lieu of, now look, everybody's got the right to protest, do whatever you want, but in the lieu of all, you know, NFL players kind of taking all these stands, doing all that stuff, it was kind of cool for the team that's like 0-10 to give me a little bit of a good story with their players kind of, you know, thanking the troops there and that. I thought that was a cool view. I see Terrell Pryor, Joe Hayden do that, but again, man, those soldier reunited with family videos, man, they just get me. I could watch those things all day long. It's like you show me a video of a dude getting kicked in the balls, or like a soldier reunited with his kids. Like I, I could watch that stuff all day. Not a shame to say, I almost cried today, Fantone. It was I don't, at five thirty in the morning, and I was like, "Damn it!" I don't know why you'd be ashamed when you're crying on a regular basis every time Adele's on the radio. Says, oh, oh. <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, I do. I do like her there." We have WWE tickets. We'll pass those out at 645 this morning. Unless I steal them. And, <laughs> and front row seats tomorrow, 930, with uh, Fantone's trivia session. Going to find a true-to-the-heart WWE fan and put you in the front row for the WWE January 22nd at the Civic Center. So uh, I believe you know a guy that works at 98.7 The Bull out in Portland, Oregon. Indeed I do. Indeed I do. It's a, a country station. Uh, my buddy out there hosts mornings. Actually, uh, you remember I went to that uh, wedding in New Jersey. That yeah. was uh, that was the wedding I went to. That was, was, uh, so was what? Uh, so who is he? What's his uh, What's uh, his name? His name's Chunky, and he's like the big fat morning show dude, and he used to do um, you know, Top 40 radio, but kind of as he got older, turned into 
country radio. That's what guy. you do. Well, that, well, that's what that's what guys in this business do. You 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 gradually move towards the farm. So what? <laughs> so what was once like, hey, call in with no panties Wednesday is now like, man, I love the troops and I love I love farms and I love it all, man. All right, now. Uh, well, or, well, no, he's still asleep out there. Obviously, yeah. It's, it's well, no, I bet you, I bet you he's up now. For oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If he does mornings, yeah, it's about three thirty in the morning. Um, is Chunky any good? Oh yeah, is he good at he, what he does? He's real good, dude. He really is. He um, I mean, just a a resume full of major markets, oh, New cool. York City. Like yeah, d- a, a Chunky's definitely. I mean, Portland's a good city to work yeah. in. I mean, uh, you know what it's I mean? Really it's good. a it's a good radio market. I believe. Uh, well, you don't think I, so? No, I was just gonna say. I was gonna say honestly, it might be like the most talented guy in my like circle of friends of like radio dudes. Like he really is talented. He's really good. Wow, thanks, man. Well, no, I, you're a coworker. You're no, I know. You I know what you mean. Like, I, no, I know. You and mean. like my circle, like my group of like, is guys, that right? Yeah, I would say he's probably the most talented out of all. How did, of us. Now, did, how did you know him? How did you uh, like just by working in another radio station with him? Uh, when I was working up in Flint, he was hosting nights in Detroit, and one of my buddies was like his sidekick he was his co-host okay so it ended up like club nights and we'd always go out and get drunk together and yeah yeah yeah. yeah. your drug dealers his drug dealer everybody's everybody's friends everybody's friends yeah i know i know how the radio business works all right well i think there's probably going to be an employee at 98.7 the bull in portland oregon that loses his job now i believe what we're probably dealing with here is one of the promotions people at most radio stations you have a promotions department of about five six people and it's their job to like go out and like set up the you know the events for like the radio hosts and you know they set up the tent and the inflatables and that kind of stuff and they pass out the stickers and the t-shirts and like all that kind of stuff and a lot of times they'll run you know kind of the crowd as you know we're doing the live broadcast instead of people just walking up to us and being like hey Stansberry, so good to meet you and you're like no dude i'm on the radio right now (laughs) at least there's somebody there to intercept i uh most people who are on the radio got their start in the promotion side of business as i know that was my story i was i was like the promotions assistant at at, uh the rock station for a long time before being moved to the on-air staff but a guy was driving and trying to merge lanes and apparently uh it almost went into uh, oncoming traffic then jumped a curb and smashed the radio station vehicle through the sidewall of the lucky devil strip club in portland oregon now if you've ever been to portland that city is riddled with strip clubs. It's lousy with them. It's I, I think per capita there are more strip clubs in Portland, Oregon than anywhere else because it's a port city. And so dudes are on leave. You know what I mean? They, the ship comes in. You unload. You're there two days. They have nothing to do. Strip clubs everywhere. Well, you get a progressive town and you combine it with a port city and, yes. and, and, and there's all of a sudden a bunch of women who are like, dude, yeah, I'll totally be a stripper if it's making money. Isn't it? Doesn't it like water the whole thing down though? Because like, I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I think there's a lot of women out there who's probably like just stripping because they have to, but like you're not necessarily getting the diamond dream team on every one of these strip clubs, right? Isn't it sometimes you go in there and it's just like, ooh. Oh, I would bet. I would bet. Like anywhere else, you have the clubs you want to go to for sure. Right. And then some that you don't. Right. And this one to me looks like one I've, that I probably Well, don't. here's the thing. I've actually been to the Lucky Devil. Have you? I've actually been to the Lucky Devil. What this is, and it wasn't my necessarily my favorite place. You know how like you have buddies 
who have they have that dive bar that they love. They know it's a dive bar, but it's their dive bar, so they like it better than most dive bars. Right. This was one of my buddy's dive bars. And so he took me in and he was like, Isn't this place great? And me and my other buddy were like, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty great. I'm going to assume this is like hot laps in Louisville where you end up there because one of your buddies is like, No, we're going. It's gonna be a good time. Hot laps, it's gonna be fun. Now I've heard of hot laps. I've never been, but I've heard I've heard uh, lore of it. And I, I guess you know what? I would like to see that at some point. I would I I guess yeah. I, somebody's got to walk me. Th- I, I got to know what's going on out there. It's really on the Stark County bucket list. You know what I mean? Right? Like you have to go to Taggart's. You have to go to the McKinley Monument. And you have to go to Hot Laps in Louisville. Dang. It's kind of, it's Dang. Kind of, it's kind of the things you have to do. So my guess is, I don't know, but my guess is, is that they're going to uh, run an alcohol test on this employee or maybe even a, uh, like a marijuana test out there, especially since marijuana is now legal for recreational use. My guess is you're going to see something was in this person's bloodstream and, and uh, you're going to see a radio station employee gone from their position. And Not, there, I wanted to talk to you about this because I was like, I wonder if your buddies called you to tell you about this. Yeah, show. I've already talked to them on Facebook about really? it. Not true. This guy was 100% sober. Is that right? It, it was It was just like a traffic accident. Wow. And the boss wasn't like, and this is, they're owned Shot. by a, uh, they're not owned by like a corporation like us. They're owned by a smaller radio station cluster. Boss thought it was hilarious. He's all over the news. He's like, dude, Ron, we're in the newspaper. We're on TV. He's like, this is all, oh this my all God. what you're supposed to do. Oh my God. Like, did you just tell me this is like radio of old when yeah. when your bosses were like, oh my god, you just got us mentioned. That's awesome. You're in the newspaper. Thank you. Nobody got hurt. Nobody. There was no injuries. There was oh, no anything good. like that. So it was. Dude, what's that like? Yeah. So so, so this this guy essentially is probably <laughs> going to get a raise for you know getting into a traffic. It's accident. just hilarious. I'm looking at a picture of a, of a truck with Eric Church's face on it, smashed <laughs> through a strip club. It's hilarious to me. I can't believe. See, that goes to show you the difference between small owned, worried solely about the product of the radio station versus like, you know, you you start to get. Now, look, there's benefits to both. We work for a huge media conglomerate. There's a huge benefit to that. We've got more guns on our side than anyone else in the fight. Huge benefit in that. But there's, you know, there's ups and downs and everything. I am surprised by that. I couldn't. Dude, if you would have. I would have bet the house the other way he was he was drunk or something. Everybody thought it was hilarious. Was on the morning show the next morning talking about it. They all had a good laugh. It was uh, radio gold, some people might call it. See, we'd be walked out. Oh, for sure, dude. Wouldn't even be walked out. Be Were you out. in the van promoting the radio station? <laughs> Shh. Were you telling people you work there? Yeah, we'd be walked right out of the building. They would not be happy with that. WWE tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. WWE fans, good news. You're just a few minutes now away from winning second row seats to the Canton Civic Center. January 22nd, as the road to WrestleMania rolls through Canton, Ohio, we'll get you hooked up with those tickets just a few minutes from right now. WWE, obviously very popular in in, uh, Canton, Ohio. This is the third time they've been here since this show's been on. That's true, yeah. I mean, once a year, that's a, a tried and true stop for them. Yeah, it's proof that you're selling tickets. It seems like Ohio as a whole is, is big into the WWE product. I um, I know NXT is like like their like college football version mm-hmm. of you know WWE or whatever. It's like the breeding ground for those guys, and they've done a couple of shows up at the Agora, and it's sold out. And in uh, they've reached out to the management up there and said, "Look, we love that venue. We lo- obviously people love that there." And more of those shows are coming. I mean, so yeah, the WWE's big in Ohio. I'm actually wearing an NXT shirt right now. A little Vaude Villains action. I would have never known that. The Vaude Villains! 
Manly. Is that a uh, is that a tag team thing? Yeah, they're a tag team, and they're like back from like you know I don't know the eighteen hundreds, and they've got mustaches. They kind of look like downtown Cantonites. They look like hipsters, kind of. Is that right? Yeah, I mean they've, they're, they're like oh, they look, they're they look, the Volbeat wrestlers. They legit come out with like monocles. monocles? Yeah. God. That's the whole thing. That would be manly. Wild. That would be annoying to me. Well, everything in wrestling is annoying to you. Put dude. up your dukes. <laughs> Put them up. They're boxing with like their fist out like that, holding a whole dumbbells, listening to Volbeat. That's exactly what they're doing. Dude. Mustache wax. Aiden English. Simon Gotch. <laughs> oh my God. It's going off the reel. <laughs> Just, dude, let me keep talking about wrestling, bro. I'll get you there. I'll deliver. You know what my problem is? <laughs> I, all right, you'll get us there. I don't know if any delivering will happen. I, uh, you know what my problem is? What is morning? your problem? Is that I spent all day yesterday thinking it was Thursday. So yeah. I thought today was going to be Friday, woke up and got smacked in the face with Thursday, and I got to tell you, I am having a hard time accepting it. I don't like it. I know a lot of people talk about, oh, it's a case of the Mondays, but I really do think the case of the Thursdays is even worse. When you feel like, dude, I should be there, it should be the weekend, it should be payday, whatever you're, you know, whatever you're going through, and it's not. There's just something frustrating about it, where at least with Monday, you know it's coming, you know it's going to kind of suck, and at least you came off of a weekend. Thursday, it's just like, ugh. Why do I have to do my job? Two more days? I can't do this. Do you have any idea how hard this is? <laughs> I can't believe I got to do it. Well, I mean, it's no. relatively hard. It's no, hard, it's hard I mean, to us. obviously, you know, that's in jest there. It's not difficult or anything. It's just like, it, it, and that normally doesn't happen to me. I'm normally not one of those where it's like, what do you use it? But like legitimately all day yesterday, I thought it was Thursday. All day. And then I woke up and I was like, oh my God. And then I was like, it's Friday. And then I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, nope. dude. Nope. Dude, not nope. cool. Not cool, man. I don't like it. So we'll give you $1,000 at 8 o'clock this morning and 9 o'clock this morning with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. <laughs> All right. I feel like it's been a little while since we've done a Florida file story. Here we go. Right? So Florida, those of you newer to the program, uh, is, uh, well, it's a breeding ground of nuts. It's like a breeding ground of crazy stories, and a bunch of stuff always comes out of there. So we like to kind of make fun of it, examine Florida a little bit, call it the Florida Files here. So a Florida man, and Fantone always says, that Florida man, he's always up to stuff. Florida man, Florida (laughs) man, doing math whenever we can. You know what? We should get a local musician to get us a Florida man theme song. song? Yes. I I put on the audience to deliver a Florida man theme song. I like it. Yeah. What are you you Monet brothers doing right now? (laughs) Start writing us a song, idiots. Come on, we need help. Quit trying to be Canton's train yeah. and give me a Florida Man help. song. That's what I need. <laughs> so a Florida man suspected of having child porn, Fantone. Jeez. Arrested and then told the cops, I'm not a pedophile. Okay. And his uh, his 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 answer to this was is that I'm just a law abiding pervert, he said. No, you're not. You're not a, you're not abiding the law if you have child pornography. You know, you're, dude, you're a, you're, a, you're a criminal at that point. Anthony Coro, 76, admitted that he looked at crazy pornography, a practice that he had said that he anticipated could lead to negative interaction with law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. going to happen. For yeah. sure it will. So they searched his home just outside of Daytona, and they got a tip on him from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Now, a search of his email account had turned up numerous images, pics, and videos of sexual performances by children. All right. Well, then you're no longer a law-abiding pervert. No. no. When uh, when they arrived to take his computer and all other electronic devices, 
They asked him, do you know why we're here? And he said, because I look at porn on the internet. Asked then further what kind of porn he looked at. His reply was crazy S. Crazy stuff. You know the word. He says, I want to make something clear. I'm not a pedophile. I'm just a pervert, he said. And then he went on to describe himself as a law-abiding pervert. Now, despite those claims, he also told police that he was guilty of possessing illicit images of children. They looked through the computers. They found more than 4,000 photos and videos depicting child pornography. And he's been arrested and being held on 52 felony counts of possessing child porn there. But he's just a law-abiding pervert, he claims. Now, part of this... I want to go to the stuff that was on the computer. 4,000 photos and videos depicting child porn. Now, initially, I want to be like, why is anybody storing this stuff on your machines? And then I thought about it. Well, of course, I don't have to store the kind of porn I watch on my machine. I'm allowed to watch the porn I watch. I'm allowed to go to Pornhub and look at, you know what I mean, exploitedblackteens.com. I'm allowed to do that. They're allowed to have that. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't. That's why I don't download anything. I stream it because I'm allowed to do, I'm allowed to be looking at what I'm looking at. You can't stream illegal. I mean, you can, but you should, you know, streaming illegal things. Nobody's going to host that. Right. Nobody's holding on. So, so if you, if this is your, if this is your poison, you have to you have to that word. You have to actually possess this. A lot, a lot of a lot of pervs in this in this territory don't even have online stuff. It's all hard copies or nothing. I was just gonna say, if if it were me, not like I'm gonna try to teach child porn people how to get away with it, but I mean, you know, internet policing is a thing now like you know they're on the lookout for this like so sooner or later they're going to come knocking on your door if you were going to do this i think you're you're obviously way better off with like i don't know if i don't know how you would get i don't know if it would be on polaroid or well like how it would happen but like if it were i mean right like wouldn't you at least take all the precautions not to get caught just all 1990s technology that vhs tape with the camcorder and the polaroid that's all that's all you'd have to use I mean, I know on the dark internet, a lot of when you get into things like this, whether it's illegal porn, when you start getting into yeah. stuff like that, whether it's bestiality or child porn or whatever. Yeah, those are both big. They'll, in, uh, they'll, in they'll, the dark web. they'll make you, before you can get into a forum where like people share it with each other, they'll make you like show your collection. Like, hey, I've already got this collection. You know, essentially smoking show crack. Show your cards in fr- before you see the river. Smoking crack in front of the drug dealer. Like, you, you, you ain't a cop, hit this pipe. I guess that's smart. I guess, I mean, I guess. It's awful. It's uncomfortable. Do you believe somebody could look at child pornography and not be a pedophile? Yeah. Do I-, I don't know what the clinical definition of pedophile is. I don't know if it actually means you've acted on those urges or if you just have them, that means you're a pedophile. I don't know what, I don't know what the medical community says. I mean, we've talked about this in the past when it's come to other things, but like, do I believe in the concept of a non-offending pedophile? Yes, I, I mean, I, I believe in the concept of it. Obviously, I, I believe think, in that the way I believe. Like, I have to keep the door open on vampires, though. It's like, well, I mean, maybe uh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I think there's, I think there's people out there who have the desire to do negative things with sex, but whether won't. it's whether it's rape or whether it's you know, you know, touching kids or whatever, whatever it is. But they won't. And I don't want to say that's to be commended because obviously having those thoughts about children is disgusting. 
but somebody that's able to, you know, fight that urge. And how do they go get help for that? If you, if you, if you, oh, if you're somebody, imagine saying out loud to somebody, if, if, right? And if you're somebody Dear who God. has those urges, and it's like, I mean, well, don't get do me wrong, do? we obviously, we obviously have made this taboo for the right reasons, and it should be. Yes, but for somebody, for somebody who's dealing with that, that's got to be terrible, dude. And I'm not trying to be like, oh, the poor pedophile, but <laughs> it, it just. Well, I mean, because there is here's the other side that nobody ever talks about with that is you don't pick what you think right 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 like i see women all the time that i find attractive i didn't choose that they they're attractive to me right like so i my guess would be is that we're getting a little far into this florida guy having porn if it's just supposed to be ha ah, i'm a law-abiding pervert right we're getting a little far down this rabbit hole but i would assume that it was something that happened childhood kind of moved you that way Right? I, now, I don't know if I'm just being guilty of watching too many Law & Order episodes or whatever. And regardless, it's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. No, just because it happened to you doesn't mean you get to you know keep but, pushing that down the, the road. Again, like I think certain things are great. So other certain th- like you think WWE is amazing, and I right. don't. Like You didn't choose that. Right. You just are, you gravitate towards it. See what I'm saying? Like that's a so I don't know if there I don't know if there's somebody that is like I find child pornography to be attractive and yet I know enough never to act on it. To me, it feels like a compulsion field, and I feel like sooner or later that bomb's going off. Fair assumption, and probably better to err on that side. On the side now, of caution, when it comes sure. When it comes to child pornography, there's already victims, so this guy's guilty. There's no question about it. Yes. He deserves to be in jail. Yeah, because being on film is, is a child being victimized. Whatever happened to those children in those videos, that those are the Criminal. victims. So whether he, he did or did not touch kids doesn't make him innocent of this, but Four thousand pictures. I, I don't want to start getting into the territory of like, well, what you think? That's good enough to put you in jail for, right? Because it's like, oh, if you're thinking about that, we're going to put you in jail. And I, dude, I don't know if I want to be in the business of thoughts. Thought you know jail. me. I, I, I don't like that. I, that's I brought up a very similar thing when dealing with hate crimes. I feel like you know, legislating what people think in their head is a danger. I understand the desire, but I think once you start doing it, we get into dangerous territory. There, I agree with you. I, I think it, you get really weird. Thought jail is a very strange, murky place for us to be. Don't look at child porn. No, don't how about look that? At kids. How about- Florida dude, just stop doing that. I mean, like, let's be real. It, 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 once they're over the age of eighteen, like things get better. Like you stop being dumb. You you you're hot. You you're developed. Like you're an adult. Why are people wrong with you? Quit looking at minors. It's like fruit, dude. You gotta wait for it to mature. You get fruit too too early. It's not any good. Same thing. Except one's not gonna put you in jail. Right. Just don't look at child porn. It's awful. We have WWE tickets. Second row. At the Civic Center, caller 30 at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to the WWE January 22nd at the Civic Center. Again, caller 30, 1-800-243-7625. And we'll be back with more Sansbury Show next. Hang on. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. They're in Medina, just off the square, located in the old Foundry building. And if you don't have experience here yet, it's high-performance indoor electric go-karting. High Voltage Karting is Ohio's first and longest indoor electric go-karting track, and it's a ton of fun. I've been telling guys this for a while now. If you're looking for a date alternative, this is a cool place to go. Mildly competitive, speed always in aphrodisiac. It's a cool, cool experience. Check out more info at highvoltagecarding.com. That's highvoltagecarding with a K.com. Rock 1069.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Getting you a $1,000 richer at 8 a.m. this morning with the first keyword of the day for Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. We pass out $1,000 every hour. And your first opportunity is 8 a.m. this morning. Now, here's the deal. You got today and tomorrow. That's it. So you got all day today, all day tomorrow, and then the doors of that slamming shut. So if you need money for your shopping list for the holiday, even Fantone said yesterday, dude, if you're hosting Thanksgiving at your house, that's got to be expensive. I'd be interested. I wish, not that men can't go shopping for it or whatever, but I know a lot of women listen to us too. I I wish one of them would tell me, you know what, dude, I got the whole family coming over. This is how many people. It's going to cost me about X. I wish I could have a frame of reference of what that would be. It's going to cost you about X, and X is going to give it to you. I knew it. I X is going to give it to why you. Did, why, I was like, why did you just use that? Um, I bet you uh, come Friday or Monday of next week, or well, I guess it'll be the following week. Oh, yeah, I guess people might not be totally prepared yet. And there's going to be that BuzzFeed article that comes out. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe how much America spent on Thanksgiving? Sands Mary, it's the morning show. Got to talk about the cranberries. Shh, I already have that prepped. Ah, nice. Dude, it was hard for me not to put it in in today. I wanted it in today. But we'll obviously handle that. I got to tell you, next week doesn't even feel like Thanksgiving to me. No, not at all. November's flying by. As a guy who bags on the internet a lot, I got to be honest with you. Facebook, through their memories thing, I don't know if you guys know about this. You log in and it kind of shows you like things you posted in years past. Facebook has shown me some of my memories from years past. One of them today, uh, you know, today was a somber day for me about seven years ago. If you've been paying attention to my career and you know the timeline, you should be able to put that one together. And at first I was like, oh, man. And then I thought about it for a couple of seconds and I reflected. I was like... I'm very happy about where I was, what I had to go through, and where I am now. And it was a little, little bit of a moment of reflection. You know what, dude? Like, my life, not the not the worst. I do some complaining sometimes. I got it pretty damn good. It's all about the journey, Stansberry. It's That's all about it. the journey. That's it. All right, I'm going to try to remain calm during this next subject. Lies. He's going to freak out. He's going to lose his mind. I have felt very passionately about this. Fantone and I are on the complete opposite side of this. Okay. And I'm going to try to remain calm because I feel like my side has lost. The war's been fought. My side has lost. I don't think that we're wrong, but we're not going to get our way, and I understand that. So it's time to move forward and talk about the next phase of this. And that's this whole thing that surrounds Chief Wahoo and the Indians' name for the Cleveland Indians. Okay, Cleveland scene, I'm now reading from their site, is pleased to announce... A design competition where you and or your savviest art school compatriots get to design a new name and logo for the Cleveland baseball team. Notice they won't even say Indians. That's right. They say here whether or not you're personally offended by Chief Wahoo, the Indians embattled red face logo. Let us not forget the deluge of national coverage during the Major League Baseball playoffs. The media focused on Wahoo as much as, if not more than, than the, than the Indians on the field. That's totally true. They go on to say here, and with not and with and not without justification. Chief Wahoo is a controversial logo, which many, including the editorial staff at this publication, Cleveland Scene, find offensive. Major League Commissioner Rob Manfred announced during the World Series that he'd be meeting with the Indians ownership to discuss Chief Wahoo's future. What leads to what that leads to is anyone's guess. Now here, like I said, to start this conversation, Fantone and I are on opposite sides of this. I um I can understand points. I'm sympathetic to points on the other side. I really am. Overall, I have said many times 
even during the World Series, that my side of this, honestly, it's I don't have the strongest arguments. I just like the logo. I, I grew up with it. I like it. And I... To me, it looks fashionable on hats and sweatshirts and stuff, and I just like it. And But I said during that run, and I remember Fantone said, when the Major League Baseball commissioner says he's going to meet with the club, he's telling you, this is over. Yeah, that's 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 the tipping point. That's the sentence or the sentence in the paragraph it's that over. really mattered. And like I said, that's why I'm, I'm going to try to stay calm during this conversation because, like I said, I want Chief Wahoo, whatever. I understand there are people who feel differently, but like I said, I there's no reason to get upset about it anymore because the war's been fought. I lost. Okay, and I don't feel so strongly about Chief Wahoo that I got to like battle you about this. I understand I'm going to lose battles. I'm going to win the war. So I started thinking about this when I saw Cleveland scene just blatantly put the put a competition out there like this. It's like, okay, this is going to happen. When you have the Major League Baseball commissioner saying they're going to meet with you, and then the local like newspaper ish type you know publications like, yo, dude, this isn't good. We got to change this. This is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously the Cle- Cleveland scene is not the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Right. And even if it was the Cleveland Plain Dealer, even if it was the Canton Repository, it would it would it, it's not sanctioned by the team. It's not like the team's like, hey, help us design a new logo, help us design a new team name. This is really a publication just trying to get web hits. This is them like, all right, we know we can cash in on this right now. We know people are worked up and hot and bothered about this right now. So I don't know if it's necessarily going to be next year. I mean, it seems like it, but I, it doesn't. this doesn't necessarily make me think that the, that the war on Chief Wahoo's over. Oh, I do. I, I think the Major League Baseball commissioner more yeah. so, yes. But I think... There, this is piling on, and you build momentum through this stuff. And, and and again, I remember saying during the World Series, it's over. It's going away. I know it. I'm a little annoyed by it. But at the end of the day, I don't feel so strongly that i got to battle you for it. Okay? I think it's a little annoying. I think it's, a, you know, sometimes when people are like, I care about that, I, I really I say to myself, I'm not sure you really do. I think you just want to hop on the I care bandwagon. But... This is going to happen. So, you know, Scene wants you to know how you can enter. You must come up with a new team name, the Cleveland Blank there. So they're going with, like, an entire reinvention of oh, the Oh, yeah, because their thing is that if Chief Wahoo is offensive, then so is the Indians' name is offensive. And there are people who feel that way. Um, I, I think we're talking about varying degrees here. I think Chief Wahoo is certainly over the line of, like, hey, you're treating people like a caricature. You're treating people that, like, you know. If it was more, let me just ask you personally. If it were if it were more historically accurate, would that be okay, or is it just it's not okay because of the history of the people of what happened to us to use them in sports? I'm asking a legitimate question. With you know, we'll take the the Indians as an example, and like the Redskins as an example, and really Florida State as an example, the Seminoles as an example. I think those are all three different territories that we've gotten into where. Uh, the Indians, my problem, I think the most egregious thing that they do is Chief Wahoo. It's worse than calling them the tribe. It's worse than calling you know them the Indians. Even like the wigwam stuff and the, okay. Um, but then you go into Washington Redskins territory where I feel like their logo, a little bit more appropriate than the Chief Wahoo, but the name Redskins, I'm like, ooh, 
I don't know if that's appropriate. And then you got Florida State, the Seminoles, or even Atlanta, the Braves, you know, where it's a little bit more respectful across the board. Do I feel like at the end Although, of- remember, they got in a lot of trouble for the, like, the tomahawk chop. The tomahawk chop, yeah. yeah. I, got, uh, I mean, dude, that, that, was a natural contra- that was a national controversy. I, well, nonetheless, if you're asking me my opinion, I feel like there's varying degrees on all of those different things. Okay. Take, taking away... The smiling over the top, like so. You just blackface, red face, essentially. That's, that's change logo. Keep name Indians. Yeah, if you're if you're asking me, well, if you could change all of them, if you could, if you could drop if you could drop you know Indian Seminoles, you know Braves, all those. Yeah, I probably would, but I don't feel like that's nearly as big as a fight as Chief Wahoo is. Hmm. Like I've said multiple times. My argument to keep Chief Wahoo is basically, no, <laughs> my argument is basically, but I like it. I mean, so I have a hard time selling that argument. When your argument is, I like it, it's hard to sell it. Well, and let's not act like reinventions of logos aren't a commonplace Taco thing. Bell's doing it right now for the first time in like 20 years, and people are losing their minds over that. I can't believe people care about a fast food logo like that. So if you were going to do it, though, what should it be? Because I started thinking about it. I was like, okay, normally you do this stuff and you name it something where you're from. Like the Brewers, Milwaukee Brewers. They're known for beer, right? So what is it going to be? The Cleveland Depressions? The Cleveland right. Herpes? That's my thing. <laughs> what, what, it's what like, what, what, what is it going to be? Like nothing really, you can't make it steel related anymore. No. A, that's more Pittsburgh's thing nationally, the way they're looked at. And steel hasn't been a real part of where we are in a long, long time. I know they're still plants and obviously yes the world still needs steel but that's not what this area is anymore so what would it be like that's the thing i started struggling i was like man i was born and raised there my entire life and i just i thought i was like well what comes from there the polish boy like that's the that's what cleveland had like what is it going to be a pierogi no yes there's certainly places who are like the brewers who are like all right we're milwaukee and we like beer but then there's also you know like the tigers and the devil rays and the in the you i mean i'm not saying just pick a random animal and be like all right well that's it but you don't necessarily have to be a uh an homage to where you're from but i think all the good animals are already taken because there's only so many that translate to sport i mean right i don't want to be the pelicans for christ's sake look at that of course not but i mean i don't know you could be maybe a little bit more specific maybe instead of just like the bears you could be i don't know like i don't know you know there's i don't want to say like the polar bears or the grizzly bears or something like that but i don't know there's there's animals out there It's Cleveland, dude. They'll screw it up. It'll be the ferrets. It'll be something. It'll be something. It'll be something like that. I said, remember during the World Series, I said, why don't we just get rid of the monikers? Just, it's Cleveland versus Toronto. Because nobody's going to, it's easier to sell, uh, it's easier to sell merch and easier to get people worked up about something that you have a, a moniker behind. All right, I'm being asked to ask you this. Okay. And this is what everybody's this is everybody's argument when you start talking about how sports logos, Blackhawks, Redskins, Indians is offensive. Okay. Fighting Irish Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers aren't necessarily a race of people. Fighting Irish with that, number one, white people are, are Irish people are white. So there's that. And Notre Dame's a Catholic institution. Like it's an Irish institution. The Cleveland Indians aren't. You know what I mean? And listen, at the end of the day, are you asking me like should should the Fighting Irish be some be a logo? No, I don't necessarily feel like that's a right. 
am I going to fight on that hill? No. Do they still use him? Like, is he still on the on the helmet and all that? Uh, no, I don't think I so. I don't think so, right? It's just the golden, like, it's just the golden dome helmet. I don't know. I'm, I, I, I don't mean, know what Ca- Notre Dame's Cavaliers, history. Buccaneers, you know what I'm saying? Those aren't races of people. Oh, Brett says the Cleveland Walleyes. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the thing up there. Fish you can't eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there, there's that. Somebody in their car. You can totally eat walleye. Yeah, I just don't know if I would eat anything pulled out of Lake Erie. I barely like going down on anything I met near Lake Erie, let alone Jeez. eating anything that came out of Jeez. it. All right. All right. Fake news, they say, was responsible for putting Donald Trump into the White House. People are over the fake news, and I'm going to help us get rid of fake news websites. Next on the Stansbury. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. Metallica apparently played Enter Sandman with some kids' toys with Fallon. Yeah, you know when you go on the Jimmy Fallon show, you gotta do something wacky, you gotta do something wild. Can't sing in the car, that's the other late night guys thing. Let's sing with kids' toys, that'll do it. I'm sure that video is actually pretty interesting. It's with the roots, too. Love the roots. Yeah, the roots are good, they really are good. 745, we'll send you to see Pop Evil, House of Blues, February. Then at 8 o'clock, we'll get you hooked up with a 1000 bucks. I think it was just a few days ago, uh, earlier this week, we were talking about how uh, you, you know people were blaming fake news, fake news sites, as part of the reason that we ended up with Donald Trump as the president-elect. Um, it's crazy to think that Facebook now has entered the territory of like changing political, you know. But of course, it was going to be that. Of course, if you would have told me ten years ago, like, dude, people are going to vote based on what they see on Facebook, I'd have been like, no way. I mean, like, it's just a stupid website. You got to go knock on doors. You got to make phone calls. That's how you win elections, and not anymore. You have to post stuff on Facebook to win. People have to realize this is how we transfer information now. This is that's how we do it. Mark Zuckerberg is the key. It, it, that is the he's the key to all of our information. This is how we pass information around. I I mean, it's like three meetings a month I have at this radio station about how to utilize that service more to get more of our information in front of more people's eyes. It's Facebook's just where you do that now. Now, I, I agree with you. Ten years ago, would I have been the visionary that says that's what's going to do it? No, of course not. I wouldn't have had the answer to that. But Facebook is like this website where we're all relying on it now everybody even me a guy who wishes he wasn't like i but there i am when when i need to waste time like anybody else where do i go that's where i go a second of boredom or discomfort or anything it's like oh phone here it is facebook looking at it you make me wait in the grocery store in line i better have my phone if i'm online at the bank i better have my phone anything dude if i'm in a conversation with somebody and they start to bore me i better have my phone and so we're all kind of so we're all reliant on Facebook. So people started to freak out over the fake news thing. Now I find fake news sites to be annoying. Like sometimes it's really early in the morning when I'm looking at stuff to talk about on the program and like a headline will catch me. And I'll be like, "What?" And then it always takes me a couple of minutes to realize, "Oh yeah, there's an idiot out there that thinks it's hysterical." 
to put a fake news story out and like send it around the world. More than hysterical, profitable. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, I to. guess that's what it is, and I always forget that. You know, there's 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 people who are going to either share on something that validates them or share something that, you know, entertains them or something like that or shocks them, and there's a lot of money to be made when it comes to web clicks. So you start sharing something, whether it's true or not. Because, I always forget how profitable these sites are, yeah. Right, and I mean, you start sharing something, whether it's true or not, and they start, you know, coming to your website, you're going to keep on exploiting that as much as you possibly can. There's something about written satire I'm not crazy about. There's something about that I'm not crazy about. I don't know what it is. I think it's just a personal thing for me where I'm like, eh, that's not where I'm going for that. Like, I understand when I turn on SNL, I'm getting satire. When I'm turning on, you know, comedians and stuff like that, that's satire. I'm for that. Just me as a consumer. I'm not against it as like a thing. I'm just saying me as a consumer, it's not where I want. That's not how I want my satire. Yeah, I mean, I you know, when you when you talk satire, I think everybody kind of looks back to that Jonathan Swift, a modern or a moderate proposal where they talk about eating kids in Ireland or whatever. But it, there is something about it, especially when it's presented as news, that people don't necessarily put two and two together when it comes to that. Now, if you saw like a video of it and you'd be like, "Oh, dude, this is fake for sure," but when it's written down, when it's kind you of trust what you read, yeah, and that's not that's not a safe thing to do. Not anymore. Not, not a safe thing to do. Not anymore. I don't know if it ever, ever really was, was. right. It's certainly not now. But it, yeah, it getting worse, like like a lot of things, getting worse as we go on there. So everybody's kind of like, well, this isn't good. Fake news isn't good. Like we we got to do something about this. And somebody has, somebody has made. If you're using the web browser, Google Chrome, a lot of people do. Yeah, I would imagine a lot of people are on that. that and Firefox. I, I, I was going to say, I'm popular. a Firefox guy, but I, but, I, I, but I know a lot of people are probably on Google Chrome. There is a filter you can now use. Somebody has made it. It's a handy browser extension is what she calls it. Based on media studies, Professor Melissa Zimdar's list of unreliable or misleading websites. It works like this. If you visit a URL website, Known for producing non-news in news-like packages, you'll get a pop-up alert warning you. That's it. It's just a little pop-up box that says, this is not real. And then, so you can continue to read, or you can go, you know what? I'm not interested in the non-real. Let me out of this. And she says here now, solely for Chrome so far, but she's, you know, put in, you know, the link and, you know, to the source code so you can make it, you know, uh, available for, you know, Firefox and this and that. I don't know if people have enough knowledge on that kind of stuff or whatever, but I think that this would be a useful thing. And instead of, I feel like we need the evolution of it. This is great. This is where you start. This is the bedrock, but I want this built into social networking sites and I would like it to be a setting I could turn on or off. Do you, are you interested in reading satire on news? No. And then I don't get that stuff. I would love that. That's what I would love. I, I, I mean, I guess, you know, obviously a company's prerogatives to do what it wants with its website. Sure. And if they want to Absolutely put out fake news and they feel like that's the road to success. I'm just giving them. you my wish list there. Um, the thing with this is, is the people who are going to be willing to take the extra step and put in this extension or whatever and put in this, you know, put this into their into their browsing 
those are the people who are going to go search things out anyway. I feel like a vast... Is that right? I, I, I think so. I would assume so. That what if makes you think sa- that? Because if you're savvy enough to be like, hey, I know there's fake news out there and I don't want to get duped by it, you're going to be the kind of person who's skeptical enough to be like, eh, I don't know if this is true. Or, eh, I've seen this or, or I've seen this website before. I know this isn't a real You're going website. down the rabbit hole anyway. Yeah, you're already, you're, you're, you've already gone into that thought process. I feel like most people... There's going to be some overlap in those. You're I, right. I, most people, one side or the other... Um, don't care if it's real or not. They just want to be validated. Like the concept of validation is very important to people on a subconscious level. Like this says I'm right. This says I'm right. This says I'm smart. This says that my opinions are, are, are valid and, and, and people need that and people, people desire that. And I don't know if those people necessarily care because I can't tell you how many times, especially at the beginning of this, of this election where I would see somebody post something just false. Just you can, you can check it. Hillary ate a baby. You can check it on a million different, you right. know, fact-checking websites, and uh, people would either a not care, not respond to it, or b they'd be like, "Oh, Snopes, dude, that's just a liberal BS website, Phantom Politifact. Oh, that's just liberal BS. We add it again. Look at factchecker.com. Oh, he's at it again. OpenSecrets.com, just a bunch of liberal commie BS rag. And if if, if that's what you're going to do, and you're going to look at peer-reviewed sourced material and just be like, oh, liberal. BS, dude. What am I? What am I? What am I arguing with you for? And that's when I started blocking people. That's when I started saying unfollow, unfollow. If you're if you're the kind of person who is going to blatantly oppose false things, I don't got no room for you. In my I've life. done a little bit of the same thing. I, I have found that I what I have done is I have unfollowed people on Facebook who are too far in any one camp. I'm all for everybody having your opinion. I'm all for you being a Democrat or a Republican. I've said many, 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 many times on this program, I am a registered independent. I really don't like hyper-defining myself into one group. I just don't like it, okay? I probably lean more left than right, but at the end of the day, I really don't like being put in groups. I like standing on my own. But I understand why people want to identify with something. I totally do. But if you're too far in one side or the other, I just find you nauseating. If you know, I, I I don't want to be like, well, if you're too far into to the right, I'm going to block you. It's you can dude, you can be as right as hell. You can be the most conservative dude in the world as long as you're backing it up with facts. As long as you're backing it up with something that I can say, okay, hey, I feel differently about that. We disagree, but that's at least true. You're entitled to your opinion. You're sure. not. You're you're entitled to your own opinion. You're not entitled to your own facts. You're not. Yeah, I like the way that was presented. I like that. I would stand next to that statement. I would agree with that. But I think that this is a good thing. I think that the, I think there are people who need this. I think there are people who. But you're right. The same people that need it are the, are the same ones that are gonna that, that are not gonna want it. Who cares, man? Hillary ate a baby. <laughs> um, and uh, I think really, she more, might have. I think more than anything, this has to start early. I mean, as kids, you know, uh, in well, high that's sc- where I think it's important. As kids today who have been in high school for or, or who have been in school who have been alive for the entire digital revolution who have never had the light had life without the internet i know we all like to think well these kids are so smart with computers and it's like no you really do have to show them like this is how you digest media this is how you take something they may know how the machine works but the world that's manipulating the information i don't i don't want to leave it up to you're right i don't want to leave that up to a high school kid whether or not they understand how that works yeah, I, I would say, I, you know, obviously, I think there's some people who are too far gone right now, but that is kind of the like, all right, here's a challenge for the next generation. How do you digest this? How a, do you how do you deal with this? another filter type thing in the technology world that's kind of happened? This kind of went under the radar um, this last week, and I was surprised. I was surprised more people didn't pick up on this. And I'm, I, I got to handle this pretty quickly here. But 
uh, Twitter actually has created like a mute feature and you can put more words in it and it's all about streamlining online hate. Like you remember hearing about Leslie Jones got a bunch of hate and uh, you know Megyn Kelly's got a bunch of online hate. A lot of these female sports reporters deal with all kind of ugly stuff. All the time. And all kind of stuff. And so they, they've, they've gotten better, Twitter has, with being able to mute certain things, certain conversations, certain people and uh, you know we're, we're moving into a, a world now where we have to really think about online harassment. These companies have to like kind of help us police that and uh you know twitter making it a little easier in this chrome extension like we said getting rid of fake news there i uh i'm all for it i just I, i'm not wild about written satire it's just not how i want to digest entertainment we do have good news for you about your cell phone this is going to change your life life-changing things next on the stansbury canton's rock station rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll get you hooked up with a 1000 bucks. Before that, actually, Pop Evil tickets up for grabs for their show, House of Blues. Just minutes away from getting you hooked up with those. I just watched a video online, and I, I, I'm going to try to get this posted to WRQK.com here shortly. But, dude, kind of broke my heart. Somebody took, like, a dog bowl, and at the bottom of it, they painted a dog bone on it. So then they filled it with water for the dog to drink out of, and he's like got his paws in there, and he's got his beat, you know, his nose in there, and he's trying to like get the bone, and he can't get it. I think it's mean, dude. They painted a bone at the bottom, dude. That's mean as hell. I would assume on a lot of dog things, there's a bone painted on. Are dogs really that dumb? Where it's like, oh, dude, I think this is a real bone. This I- one is. I mean, look at him. He's going ham. Dude, that looks like a fake-ass dog bone right there. If that dog got tricked by that, he deserves he deserves what he gets right there. Smarter dogs, that's what you want? That's you, what I you want. You want smarter dogs? Stupid-ass dog. I feel bad for the little pup, dude. It makes me want a dog. Man, I want a dog so bad. I got to start Let looking for another place to live. I gotta, I, I'm not allowed to have dogs where I live. It's the only thing about my apartment that I don't like. I love where I'm at. I love what my rent costs. I've got a killer deal. I love how nice my place is. I like where I live, all that stuff. But I'm not allowed to have a dog. And I'm and, and I, I think it's time I'm ready. Stands where I need a pup. I, dude, I want a puppy. I do. I want that relationship in my life. I miss having a dog. I miss it a great deal. I gotta start looking around. So I got good news about cell phones. Uh, okay. Cornell researchers say they have figured out a way to make uh, devices like your cell phone, maybe even tablets here, operate 100 times more efficiently. Now, what that will mean for you is is that it won't be running uh, the battery out as much. They say they have found a way and are getting close to being able to put it on the market where your cell phone will need to be charged once every three months. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say three days, and I was like, well, that's good. That would be great. That would be awesome, yeah. Because I remember, you remember like flip phones and those old brick phones? You could go days without charging oh, yeah. those. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can remember- Depending like, how much you talked on it. Yeah, I can remember my uh, my singular like brick Nokia phone. I, dude, I would go like two, three days without charging that thing. Michael tweets in. He's like, dude, you just called dog snout a beak. I know, man. I said, dude, it's early. I'm tired. I don't know. I didn't, dude, I haven't had a dog in a while. I got confused. Sorry. But yeah, no, they're they're saying now you only have to charge your phone once every three months, 
which is uh, pretty awesome. Like the cell phone chargers become the new lighter for me. When I smoke cigarettes, it was like, oh my God, where's my lighter? Oh my God, do I have one of those? Oh my God, I got to stop at the store. Now, if I go somewhere and I'm there all day and I forgot my cell phone charger at home, that's $25 out of my pocket for sure because I'm well, I'm storage right here. Might as well buy another one. That happens to me all the time. I have yeah. like 12 of those things now. And let's be real about the, uh, what do I want to say, the scam of the cell phone charger where it's like, dude, that is literally seven cents worth of plastic and wire. Why am I paying $25? Five dollars for this? What, for, for 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 and it's like yeah, you just, I never thought of that. It, it, it just ridiculously overpriced there. Um, I uh, I, I I feel like three months though. That's gonna be almost crazy. Like that 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 almost feels unrealistic to me. Now, I think at some point you will see this. The other thing they're working on, and this would be cool, is they're working on charging your phone the same way you get Wi-Fi, so not tethered to a cord. Like there's a you know there's a beacon you select the, the the option the way you open up your Wi-Fi and connect to a network you'll be able to connect to a charger that way so you'll be able to sit there and like hold your phone and use it while it's charging. Um, I know there's some technologies where you can do that, but you have to like plug something in like it's not just like sending you power. I know there's like if you have like. I think there's certain phones you can like, right? mod, you can mod to do that. Um, I, I didn't know about that. I, I definitely think that you know, obviously, that's a uh, that's a great benefit to to people. I just wonder as as things like move forward and with my phone, like I, oh, dude, I'm so happy with my phone. A year later, it's like, dude, where's my phone charger? Two years later, it's like, oh my god, I can't leave my phone charger. And three months just seems like forever. Like there's, it just seems unrealistic to me. It would be amazing. 100 days without charging your phone? The, the other day, I had to charge my phone three times in a day. Like, that's crazy. Now, I'm sure I was probably bad about, like, you know, deleting some of the open apps I had running and, you know, other things. And I was emailing a lot and, you know, notifications on social networking sites and stuff like that. If you leave that stuff on, it drains your battery and all that stuff. Megan writes in. She's like, $25 for a phone charger? Jesus, buy them on bulk, dude. I, uh, you know, I just threw a number out there. I don't even know what they cost, but I, I, I would imagine most of the times it's normally a twenty dollar bill I'm throwing over the counter. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you go and you buy the cheapest charger, you're probably going to spend like seven bucks. If you go, well, and, cheap chargers don't charge your phone all that fast, though. And well, and if you go, that's if you go to Walmart. If you like are in a in a pinch and you go to CVS and yeah. it's like, dude, I have to buy this charger right now. You're at, you know charger right now. You're probably at fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, bucks. It, I mean, it's going to be around a twenty dollar bill, and I do it all the time because I always forget them. And at my house, I'm anal about this. I got one in my living room, one in my bedroom, one in the kitchen. Here at the office, I got one in the studio, one at my desk. I I I'm, I, I hate being without it. Like I said, it's it's like the new lighter for me. Like, oh my god, do I have that with me? I better have that with me. I hate that feeling. So if somebody could make it to where I could charge my phone once for three months, I would absolutely love that. If we can do it with birth control. We can do it with iPhones. We have Pop Evil tickets. They're playing February up at the House of Blues. We're gonna put you in the building right now. Call her fifteen at one eight hundred. Two four three seven six two five. We'll send you to Pop Evil. Big Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, had some interesting things to say about the Cleveland Browns on the upcoming game this weekend. We'll uh, we'll get you filled in with what Ben had to say next on the Sandsbury. It's nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Just made somebody a thousand dollars richer. Your next opportunity happens at nine a.m. this morning. Your next keyword for Rock 1069's big cash handout happens at nine a.m. Oh, man, like an idiot. I went to the break room during the commercial break, got myself breakfast, and left my coffee in there. Damn it. I hate when I do stuff like that. 
It's um, all right. I'll send my intern down the hallway to get it. Yeah, it's no big deal. Don't worry. Uh, what is a big deal is where you got that breakfast from. Tell me. No, no, no. no. Tell me you did not no. steal something out of the uh, no, here's the thing. box. We have started a box here in the building for Long Haul Against Hunger, which we're hosting December the 2nd. We will be at the Giant Eagle up on the strip there from 6 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock at night. 13-hour broadcast. And uh, you guys know how this works. You guys came out in droves last year and the year before. We thank you for it. This is where we collect uh, some food and some cash donations for the Akron-Canton Regional Food Bank and all the good work that they do here in the community, the buying power. We're going to talk to you at nauseum about this over the next month and a half. It's like $1 feeds four people there. It's like insane what they can do. So December the 2nd, we'll be out at the Giant Eagle up on the strip there for about 13 hours. Now, if those of you that were listening last year, you know this. There was a box here. I took a, like, Stole. took, borrowed, Stole. borrowed, borrowed a, uh, a cup of Easy Mac and ate it. And then, you know, it turned into, like, Mac Mountain last year as people just brought macaroni and cheese out that whole day. And honestly, it ended up being a great thing. People... We're so pumped to even... And people were coming just so they could get their picture taken with the mountain of macaroni and cheese. That was kind of cool, too. See, Stansberry trying to make it sound like, you know what? This is the plan. This is what I wanted to do. The dude stole macaroni and cheese from the kid's mouth. And, and somehow or another, by the graces of God, you all decided to back him up on this and made huge donations. Dude, I'm telling you right now. Don't turn your back on me and a kid with a cup of Easy Mac. I, <laughs> dude, made... Him swirling around with the spoon, getting the cheese moved around. I'm telling you, if you don't, if you're not looking, that kid's getting knocked off his cheese. That, that's happening. I'm knocking him off of it. I want that. That's that's why I don't have kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think you're allowed to beat up your own kids for their lunch. I'm not no. sure you're allowed to do that. No, you really shouldn't. No, you probably shouldn't do that. No, I did not steal my cereal from uh, from the donation box for Long Haul Against Hunger. No, not yet. Okay. I was going to say, you haven't gotten to that point yet where you're like, dude, I'm so hungry. I look in it every morning. There hasn't been anything in it. it. Don't get me wrong. There's stuff in there, right? Stansberry not stealing a can of green beans. Though. There's, But there's, yeah, there hasn't been anything where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I want that. <laughs> dude, I'll replace it again. I don't know why I'm not allowed to front myself food because from that and then replace it. I don't know why that's bad. Because if you did that with money, you would go to jail, dude. You would go to jail. You can't start doing that with well, food. Well, I'm not the treasurer of anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe has anybody ever thought maybe it's not my fault? Maybe it's the box's fault of where it is? You sound like maybe J. G. I'm Spooner the victim right now, dude. You sound like JG Spooner. That's who dude. you sound like. That's it is. Dude. I feel like too far. Back it up, man. <laughs> that guy stole from a woman with cancer. Well, and you're stealing from the hungry mouths of children. Yeah, that ain't great. Yeah, it's not. I don't know how. I don't. Right. I don't know if that's all any right. better at all. You know all. what, dude? I didn't like hearing it out loud. I didn't like it. I feel uncomfortable. You know what? I should tell people I'm a good person too. Okay. So here's what happened. You okay. know what got me yesterday? Every once in a while, this will get me. I was coming out of the Walmart. I was buying some new underwear up there on Tusk. I don't know why it's important that you know what I was buying. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if we need that at <laughs> you all. You know why? Because I want to ask people why two packs of underwear cost me $35. Why is underwear so expensive? Um, Wait until you are, are dude, compared to a woman's underwear. Dude, I they know. They spend so much money on that stuff. I mean, guys, don't get me wrong. At least you have some fabric there that you're buying. Women, I mean, it's $25 for a thong. And it's like, what, what are you doing? This is made in Bangladesh. It's exactly <laughs> like less than an ounce worth of cloth. Why am I paying $25 for this? All right. All right. I, You know, I guess when I put it through the female filter there, like I knew you would, I uh, I, I probably I shouldn't bitch about how much my underwear costs yeah. me. But I was pulling out of the parking lot yesterday, and I saw a young couple, young couple, and they had a sign about, you know, how Thanksgiving's right around the corner. I don't know what it said. But they needed money. 
And so I pulled over, like as I was, I was, I was pulling out of the parking lot, and they were on the side. They were on my passenger side of the car. I was driving in the car alone, so I had to like roll the window down. And I went to go hand the money out of the window, and he didn't walk up to the car immediately. Like he walked up, and he was apprehensive. And I said to him, I was like, "Here, man." I was like, "I have this five dollar bill for you," you know. And he goes, "Oh, I was just making sure you weren't going to throw something at me." And I was like, "What?" Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, yesterday we got pelted with a pop and something like this. And so I handed him the money. And I don't even remember him at all, but the his girlfriend, like, sitting crisscross applesauce, I don't want to offend anybody, like, on the, like, uh, uh, you know, in the grass median there. The look on her face when I handed him that, like, made my whole day. Made my whole day. And I go, I know, sometimes I come off a little heartless, I'm a little mean, and I can be a little callous sometimes and this and that. But I, there is a human being inside of me somewhere. See, all you got to do is give $5 out the window and steal mac and cheese from hungry kids, and you'll be a great person. You'll be you'll be number one. It's balance, dude. It's um, balance. It's, yeah, Cam has decided to make us number one, by the way. A pretty uh, a, a pretty real um, problem for people who are begging on corners um, is harassment, is stuff like that, stuff getting thrown at them. I, uh, I remember I was talking to somebody once on a corner. I actually got out of my car and went and talked to him and this is one of the guys that showed me his military ID and was like hey dude you know I was in the military I this veteran sign is real and as I'm standing there talking to him I hear somebody yell out the window go get an effing job and I'm like all right homeless veteran standing right here like. I saw that once I was I was getting off um, the freeway at Tusk and there was a guy right there there usually is and like two guys drove by and the guy like went out of his they slowed down so the guy could roll the window down and yell at him but like when that kid said that to me yesterday, like, oh, I thought you were going to throw something at us. I was like, dear God, not only are you poor, not, and I hate using that word, well, but not only are you at the point where you feel like you have to go ask somebody for something else, which I'm sure is not easy. Look, are there people out there who are out there to scam you? For sure there are. But the people who really need your help, that's not easy to do that. No, I don't think it's easy for anybody to do to go stand on that corner and, and let's be real, I mean, stand there for hours if you really want to make any money and try and try to... I guess swallow your pride and beg people for cash. Um, and I know everybody's like, oh, dude, look at that guy. He's getting into a Ferrari and he's just on the street corner begging. It's like, dude, go out there for two hours and see how much money you make. You ain't making that much money. You're not. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, you're not even, odds are, you're not even making minimum wage. If you're standing at the corner of Tusk and 77 South, where you are, when you, when you get off right there, right by TDs and that and that's in that CVS and all that, yeah, that's dude, where I normally see it. If you if you spent eight hours there, you're not making eight bucks an hour. I'm telling you right now, you're not. You don't think you're so. not making minimum wage. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't have a frame of reference. I really don't. I really don't know. I um. I think there are probably. You know what? I bet it's very up and down. I bet days you do well, you do really well. Days you don't, you don't make anything. I think it's probably one of those because it all—it's all luck of the draw. It's not up to you. It's like nobody's a better beggar than somebody else. It's—it's no. it, it's all about who comes across to you, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think your sign matters. I think how you present yourself matters. Um, oh yeah, I mean, you can set yourself up for success doing it. And and, and really, I, I I think that where you're located at matters. Um, I know that areas where people aren't necessarily rich, but they're not necessarily poor either that's probably more likely gonna help you than going into like north canton you know what i'm saying the spot on tusk is a better spot than north canton much like how if you're serving and a server comes in you'll make more money off of that server than you will somebody who owns another business right because servers know the struggle they understand okay you're not making a lot of money right now let me tip you some money so yeah i i would imagine that that you're probably right on that just the look on those people's faces yesterday 
when I realized, and I drove away thinking, you know what? And then again, I had a little like moment of reflection where I was like, you know what? I bitch a lot. Like I bitch a lot. I'm guilty of being a fat, bloated, bitching American about, you know what? This isn't fair. And this isn't right with my life. And this isn't right. And look at this. My radio station doesn't respect me enough. And this doesn't happen. And I don't have a phone screener. And I bitch about all this stuff. And I realized, you know what I do have though is money. You know what I do have is $5. I didn't need that $5. Could have literally lit it on fire. My day wouldn't have changed at all. Handed it to them and that look on that woman's face. And I felt like I could believe them then. Because I know I've given money out of the window and been taken. I know I have. The amount of times I've done it, Fantone, there's no way I haven't. I mean, what's your definition of taken? That that guy didn't really need that money? That that guy really wasn't food insecure or really wasn't homeless? I mean... I guess I would have to hyper-define what that and meant. And right, like I said, he's not getting into a Ferrari. I know that's the big, the big. oh, dude, look at him. They're getting into a BMW. They spent cash for on it. For every one video of a woman getting into a Mercedes after asking for money, there's a million people who don't have that right, story. Right, who are just like yeah. desperate for something. I... uh but I'm sure I okay. You know what? I will say that I'm sure the amount of times I've get, that I pass money out because I'm pretty good about it. I um I'm very very giving with my money. I'm not all that giving with my time. I am selfish with my time. I enjoy my time being mine, but I view money like I don't care about money at all. I just don't care about it. So like here, if if five dollars will make your day easier, then by all means have it. I don't care. But I uh but I did. I felt like I like uh, there was a little bit when I drove away from that situation yesterday where I was like, you know what, dude, good. Good. This is why you do this, to remind yourself that when you're bitching, when you're hating your life, that at the end of the day, dude, you got a pretty goddamn good. You wake up and go do what you choose to do for a living. That alone separates you from most people. Like most people who have a job and it's just, they happen to just fall into it and it's just, you know, it provides well for your family, but it's not something you're passionate about. I have passion for this. I love this. And sometimes I forget that. And this time of year, like Thanksgiving and all that stuff, it, it is good for that. It helps you, uh, you know, stay cognizant of that. So long haul against hunger will be December the 2nd. It will be at the Giant Eagle up there on the strip. And uh, you'll be able to come by and uh, make some donations. We're going to give away some concert tickets and uh, some other cool stuff will be going on there all damn day at the Giant Eagle, December the 2nd for long haul against hunger. All right. I meant to get into Ben Roethlisberger here. I really did. But I ran out of time telling uh, telling a story about me being a good dude. Sins the best, man. He's like best. me, man. Like me. I'm allowed to steal from little kids because I gave money to two other people I didn't know. That's right. I'll take all the mac and cheese I want. But we'll get into this Ben Roethlisberger information and we will do so next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll make you $1,000 richer at 9 o'clock. You get your next keyword of the day for Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout, 9 a.m. You win 1000 bucks with it. It's today and tomorrow. Last two days of that. Again, keep this in mind tomorrow, too. If you're a WWE fan, 9.30 tomorrow on the program. We're going to have Fantone do some WWE trivia with you. Whoever wins, you're getting front row seats to the WWE January the 22nd at the Canton Civic Center. And again, buddy, I know you're a new employee over at the Civic Center. Fantone's doing yeah. some in-house arena announcements. Dude, yeah. they, had, they announced the Justin Moore Lee Bryce show. Dude, move some of your big, tall Fantone weight around over there. You get your boy into Lee Rice and Justin Moore. I want to go uh, to that. I, uh, I'll see what I can do. I can't make any promises. No, you, you tell Posse, dude. I'm gonna, dude. I, I swear to God, I'll kidnap him. Hold him hostage until I get my tickets. You and Posse just wearing cowboy boots, kicking the dust up. Kick the dust up. Posse's locked up in a ba- Brooklyn basement. I'll go Biggie. Jeez. I'll go Biggie. I'll hold Posse ransom until I get into Justin Moore and Lee Bryce. That's happening. All right. 
Keeping with the sports here, uh, I'm looking at the line for the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game this week. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's at uh, the Browns here. Mm-hmm. The over-under, according to Vegas, is 48. <sighs> Buddy, I got to tell you, I, I, I think I like the under. At that point... It's a lot of points, I mean, dude. dude I mean, the Browns are going to score, what, 10? So at that point, I need Pittsburgh to score 39 uh, to hit the over? Browns scored 13. Pittsburgh, yeah, dude. That's I. I take the under on that. So. I think I, dude. I, I now I think I like the under. Now I took a bath on the Steelers last week. I thought them giving two and a half to Dallas was Vegas knowing something. Every like year, Vegas has like a couple of lines that just don't look right, and they normally know stuff. And so normally, I try to go the other way on those. And I took a bath on that Steelers Dallas game last week. So I kind of want to make some of it back up again, but I hate even though the Browns are bad, I hate betting against them. I just hate betting against hometown teams. Easy money right there. You do you vote against you bet against the Browns every single time. You're going to be a winner. Is that right? That, that's the secret to uh, to fleecing uh, you know the, the, the books there. That's all you got to do is vote or bet against the Browns. All right. Well, the Browns are getting seven and a half at home. You like that? You like them with the points? No, no, <laughs> seven and a half. I mean, are you serious? No, dude. I don't. I don't. I don't think they cover that at all. Not even close. Take the Steelers and the under. Then is what you're saying. That's what I would do. Seven right. and a half, dude. I mean, we're talking about a thirty-three to, to, to thirteen game here, dude. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Come all right. on. Now. All right. All right. You convinced me. I'm going to call my brother today. I'll put the bet in. For those of you that don't know, he lives in Vegas. It's not my bookie. I'll put the bet in. Big Ben was talking to the media about playing the Browns this weekend. Now, this used to be a big rivalry game. Now, their rivalry now, more Cincinnati, more Baltimore. No rivalry when your team hasn't been good for a decade. Yeah, I mean, since 99, I don't think it's been a rivalry. You could could have pretended like it was in 99 because the Browns were back, but... They asked him, do you think you could name all of the Browns quarterbacks you faced? He laughed. His initial reaction was just laughter. Then said this, quoting Big Ben here, no chance. Now you got to remember Big Ben, drafted by Pittsburgh in 2004, has played in a majority of games each season. And he ranked that chick. And there was that, yeah. And there was the sexual assault stuff. Right, right. Rapeless burger and all that stuff. That rapist burger is what they were calling him for a while. Yep. Says here he was able to list a few of the past Browns quarterbacks, but. He says, you know, a buddy of mine who was there, Bruce, uh, you know, Gradkowski was over there. He says, McCown, RG3 recently, Colt McCoy. He says, there's been a whole bunch of them that I have faced. He says, I would like to look at the numbers of which quarterback I played the most because I feel like it was almost a different one every time I played them. <sighs> Roethlisberger missed out on Jeff Garcia, Charlie Fry, Derek Anderson, Brady Quinn, Seneca Wallace, Thad- uh, Thaddeus Lewis, Jesus. Brian Hoyer, Johnny Manziel, Austin Davis, and maybe more. Roethlisberger, just so you know, 20-2 and two against the Browns. 35 touchdowns and more than 5,000 yards against the Browns. Yikes. I read something. Um, ben Roethlisberger has nine wins in Cleveland in his career, which is one short of any other quarterback for the Browns in their tenure since 99. So Jeff Garcia, or no, I'm sorry, Jeff Garcia, uh, Derek Anderson had 10 wins in the, in the Browns stadium. Ben Roethlisberger has had nine. How awful is that, dude? Wait, hold, 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 that? hold on, hold on. Run that by me one more when time. When it comes to victories in the Browns Stadium, when at it comes home. to victories at, at the Cleveland Browns Stadium, okay, it, 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 Ben Roethlisberger has nine of them. Okay, Derek Anderson has ten. Ben Roethlisberger beats every quarterback 
every time when it comes to like record at at Cleveland Brown Stadium. Think about how many games Ben Roethlisberger he plays two a, uh, one a year, one a year, one a year at the Brown Since Stadium. 04. And 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 Jeff Garcia and 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 and, and Bruce Gronkowski and. Maybe not even one a year because Ben's hurt sometimes. I don't know if he's been hurt when he play us or whatever, but he, I, I, the odds favorite, he's hurt a lot. Nine wins in Cleveland is more than any other Browns quarterback other than Derek Anderson, who has ten. That's dude. That's awful. That's awful. Yeah, that's not good. And that's not wins against the Steelers. That just wins as a whole. Wins that you've won on the Cleveland Browns stadium where you play eight games a year, dude. That's awful. Awful. What an embarrassment. 20 and 2 versus the Browns, Big Ben is. You know, you just would have never thought that a kid out of, you know, coming out of Miami of Ohio would be Big Ben. Now, the audience, Brent tweeting in says, Stansbury, huge Steelers fan here. He says, but if I were you, take the Browns. We fall apart against crappy teams, he says the Steelers do. I will admit, Brett, that your team is a little guilty of rising to their competition and falling down to it a little bit. They follow Tomlin a little bit like that. Like, Big Ben's been calling Tomlin out for like two weeks. He's been saying to do the practices are too tough. The, the play calling's been strange. There were things he didn't like in last week's game. I mean, dude, Ben's been unsatisfied with Tomlin lately. Yeah, dude, you just got your ass beat by Dallas. There's no way you don't bounce back against Cleveland. I think you're right. I think that they got embarrassed in that Dallas game at the end of the day, which was a great game, but I think Pittsburgh felt like they should win, and they probably feel a little embarrassed. Ben's not in love with it. No, look, that guy's a competitor like anybody else. You think he loves the fact that they lost to Dak Prescott and that rolling machine that is the Dallas Cowboys right now? Hell no. Ben hates that. So I'm with Fantone here. I think, dude, look for a huge game out of Ben. That almost makes me want to bet the over. And again, the over is 48. Because he might just go off. But I think at some point, we're not going to be able to score. Tomlin's going to run the ball. They're going to they're gonna let off the gas pedal. I like the under in the Steelers. All right, yeah, Fantone, talk me into the under in the Steelers. I'm going to take it. I need to make some money. I took a bath last weekend. I mean, just money just flying out of my pocket. NFL Sunday last week. It's terrible. It was terrible. Can I say it one more time? It was awful. I need that money back. All right. Trump made us one promise on the campaign trail that he better deliver on. He, he, dude, he promised us this. And if he doesn't give it to us, I'm going to be really, really let down in him. Not that I was ever full on in his camp or anything, but he promised us this one thing. And it's a very easy thing. He doesn't need to get it passed through Congress. He doesn't need to get it approved by anybody else. It's simply just something he can do, and he promised it to us, and I want it. I'll get you filled in next on The Sansbury Show. No six nine. Welcome back to The Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. Get your $1,000 hookup at 9 a.m. this morning. Get your next keyword of the day. So on the campaign trail, while vying for the office of the presidency, Donald Trump had made us a campaign promise. Now, for like the last week, I've been telling you all of these guys and ladies who want this office all lie to you along the way and tell you that you're going to get something 
And then they spend four years explaining to you why they couldn't give it to you. And in surprise, it's always the other person's fault why they couldn't give you the thing that they promised you. Do you think that it's always blatant lying, knowing that I can't do this? Or is it, hey, this is what I hope to do, and I wasn't able to do this? At this point, with the age requirement of how old you have to be to even run for president, if you don't know that you can't promise people those type of pie in the eye scheme, pie in the you know sky things that you aren't ready for this position. Either that, or you're flat out lying. Only one. It has to be one of those two things. Neither one of them are good for us. That's my take. You don't think there's? I want to do this, but I wasn't able to. I do. I do. In both sides. I'm not I just think saying if, Obama. Dude, if, you, if you're out there saying I want to do this, and you actually think you can, and it's idealistic, then you're a moron and don't deserve the office. That's what I would say. You got to be realistic. You got to know what it works. They're lying to you. They know they're not going to be able to do that when they get there. They know the restrictions of that job. They're telling you that they can do it and that guy can't. It's salesman. It's Ford's better than Chevy. It's salesmanship. That's all it is. You just fall for the best salesman. It's all BS. But Trump gave us something on the campaign trail, a promise that he can give us. He does not need Congress's approval. He doesn't. It, 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 there's no oversight committee okay. that needs to look into it. Okay, it's not. It's not getting a Supreme Court justice passed, like you know, an election committee. It's none of that. Hell yeah, we got that Muslim land. Hell yeah, dude, we're gonna lock her up. Hell yeah, that wall's going you, up, baby. Trump gave us a campaign promise, and he can do it. It's solely up to him. Okay, nobody else needed. All right, what is it? And that's he can ditch his comb over, the famous hairstyle. Out the window. He had said on the campaign trail that if he wins the presidency, he won't be able to do it. Won't have won't have the time to comb it. He says. <laughs> okay. In June, this was back in 2015, days after he announced the campaign in Iowa, he would probably he told the crowd there, "I will change my my famous hairstyle if I get elected." Now, at that point, he was an outsider. Nobody thought he had a shot, except for this guy right here who was telling you he was definitely going to be the nominee. As he prepares to move into the White House, he may be thinking about a more practical hairstyle, which would be kind of cool. He said his his uh, his uh, comb over look. He says, "I won't have time to do it if I'm on the White House because it simply takes so long." When asked, "So what? So it takes a while to comb your hair?" He says, "I I won't have the time because if I'm in the White House, I'll be I'll be working my ass off." So he won't have time to do the comb over there. He's gonna be he's gonna be so busy, so busy handling the duties of president. He won't have time for the comb over. He says he'll probably just go, he said back then he'll go with a more combed, full back, slick back, more like his son style of hair. How long is this is this hair taking? Oh, dude, basis? you don't think his hairstyle takes a while? I bet that's every bit of a half hour to make it look like that. Um, I think, you know, you've got like essentially like muscle memory in your hair and I bet you his hair has been like that for so long. It's probably just like, all right, I don't think it's taking a half hour. So how did he have time to take care of it throughout the campaign? I mean, you were grinding it out every minute of every day then too. It's a good point. I would imagine that the presidency more daunting than, than the campaign schedule. Not that that's not a lot. It's, it's, you know, it's demanding for sure that schedule. And I mean... Is he gonna still take showers? I mean, it takes me fifteen minutes in the shower. Is 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 he gonna just cut the showering well, back? No, I, yeah, I think the leader of the free world has to be clean. I'm I'm for him being clean. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't ditch the hairstyle, right? I mean, it's a little bit like when you're known for something, you're known for it, and like Drew Carey, remember Drew Carey? Those glasses made that character. Like when you saw when he stopped wearing those, at first you were like, "What the hell, dude." 
What the hell? It's like Princess Leia. You want her in the buns. That's what you want her in. It's when you're known for something, you're known for it. And I think he's kind of known for that. And admit that it would be like, he would just, it would be strange to see him without it. Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine what he would look like without it. It just, dude, he has always been the perfect case study for me for like hair transplant places. It's like, dude, there's a guy, you're not going to have, most people aren't going to come up with more money than what Donald Trump has. And that's his answer to hair problems. Is looking like that. That's bad. I mean, dude, do people with hair loss problems? It's a problem. And I don't think, dude, have they mastered? I know there's infomercials at 3 a.m. that tell you that they've mastered it. But, I mean, dude, Trump obviously has the money to get decent hair stuff done, right? I mean, LeBron did it. LeBron's came out looking fine. You don't think so? No, because sometimes it looks awful. I mean, there's sometimes days, it does look like ants stapled to his head. I've heard. <laughs> there's, there's days where it looks good, and there's times where it looks good. But then there's other times you catch it, and it's like, ooh. So, dude, maybe hair transplants aren't the answer. Shave your head, guys, or go with the monk look. Just have the have that thing. I'm hearing, and this is this makes all the sense in the world that the president has a personal barber. Obviously, you don't want just anybody holding. Sharp things up against the president's head. That makes all sense in the world if you think about it. Well, yeah, you're just not going down to the corner corner you know shop, I mean? corner barber shop there. And I mean, listen, I'm sure all of his like personal hygienic things are all taken care of for him. It's not like Trump's out there, you know, like damn dude, I got to go buy some new head and shoulders or anything like that. So uh, I mean, and I'm sure the president wears makeup on a regular basis. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Well, is that too? too oh, I, I I can't do that. I'm too busy. I got too many things going on. No, you're gonna have to. You're gonna you have to know, do dude. That like whole that. I'll be too busy. That was just that was that's an answer the American public likes. And I mean, listen, honestly, I feel like that was a good like. Ah, it's just Trump being Trump. He's right. saying things. That's he's Trump saying what he's as on his mind. He's joking, and, right. and and I'm I'm okay with that. Hey, listen, back back off on that promise. I'm okay with back. Off on that promise. There's a couple other promises you have to keep, homie. I mean, there's a couple other ones you got to keep, right? Dude, he's not locking her up. Well, then why were we chanting it, dude? That's why I voted for him. To win. That's why I voted for him. See, you can knock this stuff all you want. He did it to win and it worked. What about those Muslims? Is he doing anything with them? Now, look, I will be honest with you. The whole registering the Muslims thing makes me uncomfortable. Tell me at least he's going to do the wall. At least he's going to do the wall, right? No, you're going to get a fence. You're going to get the same border fence that Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton both voted for four times. That's the fence you're going to get. So while Donald Trump's evil and racist and all this stuff, Barack Obama voted for that border fence four times. But Mexico's going to pay for it, at least, no, right? Mexico's oh. not paying for the wall. Okay. Dude, if All we right. get a decent wall, it's worth the money. $25 billion minimum is what not, it Well, you know, I know I'm not getting a cement walls of Jericho across the whole goddamn border. I understand that. I'm a logical person. I know I'm not getting a wall to heaven. He, he said California. he was putting it 10 feet higher. I remember one of the debates. He said, that's 10 feet extra on the wall. But he wasn't, I mean, dude, he wasn't lying about all those things. That's why I voted for it. Of course he was lying about all those things. Of course he was riling up the base. Oh, man, I feel like a fool then. It was smart. Hillary needed to do a little bit more of that. Man, I feel like a fool. Hillary needed to do a little bit more of that. I think, honestly, what you were going to see is in the long run, he's going to end up trolling everybody. And he's going to end up being much more of a centrist than he told you he was. And I thought about it this morning. Now, I don't think that there's a high likelihood of this. But what if... What if this guy ends up being the best president we've ever had? Imagine that. Here's the thing. I don't think that there's a high likelihood of that. Okay? I'll put that out there. 
but I want that more than anything in the whole world. If I could wish for anything right now, A, it would be enough money to never have to leave my house ever again. But if aside from that, if I could wish for anything, it would be for Donald Trump to be the greatest president for all people ever in the history of this country so I could shove it back in all of these people's faces who think that they know everything. Wouldn't that be amazing if he just came out and he was like the best? Oh, God, it'd be great. Well, luckily, luckily, he's he's on his way there. He's draining the swamp. He's not working with any lobbyists. He's not putting anybody in, you know, that was in politics into a position of power. He's, he's kind of damned if he does, damned if he doesn't there, right? If he goes and goes with people who are outside the beltway, people are going to say, see, this is why you can't have a guy who doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know you have to have people who know what they're doing around. Well, at least at least play your cards to the people that got you there. At least dance with the person who brought you to the dance. I don't think he looks at it that way. I really don't. I think he, I think we, and, and again, this is just purely guessing. I think we, over time, are going to see a much more centrist Donald Trump than he had presented himself to be. I think he had a roadmap to win. First of all, I think the whole thing early on was about setting up Ivanka. I really do. And then when he started to gain traction, he was like, oh, God, I got to tell you, dude, people kind of hate Hillary. I think I may be able to do this. And then he got kind of serious about trying to do it. I think in the beginning, this whole thing was about Ivanka. She's the Trump that we should get. The whole thing was about her, I think, in the beginning. But now, but then, like I said, I think he started to see things and started to see the country and go, God, dude, people just do not like Hillary. They just don't like her. But I think overall, as a ruler, you may see him come more towards the middle, which would be awesome. That would be awesome. And I, like I said, I don't think it's high likelihood, but I would give anything in the world for him to end up being the best president ever. So we could just shove it back in all these people's faces who are out there crying in the street talking about, oh, well, we're out there committing acts of violence out of fear. We're afraid of what might happen. So we're, we're acting before something happens to us. It's out of our fear that we're being violent because love trumps all this stuff and we're fearful. So we're going to act first. It would be so great to have to watch those people shut up. Now, I don't think there's a high likelihood of it that he's going to be the best president ever. But it would be amazing, and honestly, my fingers are crossed on it. They really are. We'll get you hooked up with $1,000 and prove to you that it's Conor McGregor's world. We're all just living in it. Give you that next on The Sandsbury Show. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. If you miss Metallica playing Enter Sandman with Kids Toys, that's on there for you. David Draymond goes swimming with Great White Sharks, that's online for you. And I, I found... Oh, God. No, no, no I'm so, sorry. I was just going to ask you, did you see that video of uh, Game 7 of the World Series recreated with Legos? Yes. Dope, dude. That was really cool. I mean, I would like the ending a little bit different, obviously, yeah. obviously. But, yeah... I know you hate Legos. I was surprised you posted that video. I was like, man, for a guy who hates Legos, man, did you find a good video like uh, showing uh, you know people's obsession with them? Uh, well, you know what I hate more than Legos? I love my web bonus. <laughs> so, like, dude, you gotta you gotta, you gotta bite the bullet sometimes. There's honesty right there. Yeah. At least, dude, you can at least believe what what he just said there. Legos do suck. I almost bought a uh, a Lego Millennium Falcon the other day in Walmart. I almost I almost had it in my. There's now there's different versions of these. Like like a real nice Lego Millennium Falcon's like around four hundred bucks. Jesus! But they had one on sale. It was like a newer version of it. It was like a hundred and eighty, and I Jesus. something like that. And I almost bought it. I'm glad. Almost you Almost bought it. I'm glad you did. I want a Lego Death Star and a Lego Millennium Falcon really bad. But that's eight hundred bucks on Legos, and I'm not doing it. Why not just buy like a 
statue or something or like a pre you know put together. Well, I have my original uh, Empire Strikes Back Millennium Falcon. I have that. That's showcased in the home. For sure. All I'm saying is, is you're going to buy it. You're going to be expected to put it together. It's going to be way too complicated. You're going to spend $400 on $4 worth of plastic. Dude, Legos are a terrible toy, terrible investment. I'm not even talking from the, oh, if you step on them, they hurt. No, if you can't play with them, you spend hours putting these damn things together, and then what do you do with them? I remember last year at Christmas time, uh, I'm sorry, holiday time, that uh, in certain Lego packages, they, they put Lego slippers in there for parents. Which is pretty smart. I'm excited, dude. The new Star Wars movie coming out pretty soon. Should be soon, yeah. Pretty excited about that. You don't seem to care. Nerds! Yeah, I'll remember nerds, this. Nerds, I'll, nerds. I'll remember this tomorrow at 9 30 in the morning when you're asking people about Brutus the Barber beefcake. I'll be like, nerd! Ah, nerd! A Brutus the Barber beefcake question. I haven't even thought of that. Oh, dude, I love the beefcake. He was amazing. Brutus was the man. All right. So it is Conor McGregor's world right now. The rest of us are just living in it. UFC 205, which was his last fight, New York City, first time they fought in New York, broke every record known to man. Like, it took the live gate record for money, you know, coming through the door at the venue. It had 14 billion social media impressions for UFC 205, meaning likes, retweets. Favorites, that kind of thing. To give you a comparison, last year's Super Bowl had five billion. And it hit me yesterday when I heard that. You know what's great about the UFC? You get six Super Bowls a year. That's what's great about the UFC. You get six Super Bowls a year. It's awesome. So Conor McGregor is like the hot name in UFC right now. And he should be dominant. Kids tough for sure. I'm an ADS fan. They split those two fights personally. I've said this a thousand times. I'll say it a thousand more. If you take both those guys to a bar parking lot here in Canton, Ohio, and you let it go, Conor McGregor gets his ass kicked. Nate Diaz, tougher dude, for sure. But you start throwing in things in the ring and you know rules and that kind of stuff, I understand that's the way the fights have to go. I totally get it. But I, my gut tells me you let those guys bar fight, I think Conor McGregor actually runs. Long run. Nate Diaz, bad MFR. So UFC 205 is coming up. Connor's going to fight. Nate Diaz wants to go to the fight. Text Dana White. Yo, Dana. Nick, it's Nate Diaz. Me and my brother want to go to the fight. Hook us up with some tickets. Dana White responded back to Nate Diaz and said, Sorry, bro. No room. He had to buy tickets to go to this, fu- to this wow. fight. That's crazy. It's stupid. I mean, honestly. That's just bad press that's going to get out there, right? Bad press that's going to get out there, and it shows. Favoritism. Not necessarily favoritism, but I was going to say. Which he's allowed to have. It shows that what you think about the rest of your fighters, and I, I can totally understand. What have you done for me lately? I can totally understand why it would be an insult to Nate Diaz and why he would feel like, screw you, dude. First of all, I got paid a fraction of what Connor got paid to fight. Now you're not even going to let me into Connor's next fight. And so you know what happened. Connor knocks this guy out second round the other night. And everybody in the venue then just turns and looks right at Nate Diaz. Because everybody wants that fight. We want the third fight. They split the, the first two fights. We want the third fight. Now Dana's thing is, we need to hold this off to keep it special. Got to hold it off. You give people too much of what they want, now it's over. You got to build the anticipation. There's an argument for that. I want the fight. 
All right, but there is an argument for that. You got to figure out what weight class they're going to fight at. Connor went up. Now they're talking about fighting at 155. Nate Diaz coming down. I don't think Nate Diaz goes down in weight as well as Conor McGregor goes up in weight. My guess. I'm no expert. I'm just, that's my opinion. But on the other side of all this is the Floyd Mayweather stuff. Because now Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather are jarring back and forth about who's better. And Floyd Mayweather said the other day it's an, it, it's even insulting to mention Conor McGregor's name in the same breath as me. Now, if you're talking, I mean, it's a little bit true. Now, I want to point this out before we go any further. I hate Floyd Mayweather. Hate him. But he's a phenomenal fighter. He's a tactician. He's not going to knock you out, but he knows how to beat you. And I don't understand why everybody's clamoring for this fight. You're not going to get the fight you want. Boxers aren't going to get a true-to-the-heart boxing match, and if you do... I think Floyd Mayweather knocks him out. Wouldn't even be close. I, yeah, Floyd Mayweather is going to destroy him. It, you, dude, you're not going to hit Floyd Mayweather. If you play boxing rules, it, it's... Connor's going to get destroyed. destroyed. And if you go the other way, which you can't do, you can't expect Floyd to learn how to fight 117 fighting styles and between now and when that fight happens. You're not going to UFC fight it. And if you did, Conor McGregor's going to destroy you the way he does every other professional UFC fighter. So Floyd Mayweather's not going to win that fight. So I don't understand all the hype around this fight. I understand the fighters want it. You want $100 million. But if you're Dana White, I would. I would keep pushing this off. Because why would you want it? It's no good. You, I mean, dude, UFC's got boxing backed into a corner. Boxing doesn't matter at all in this country anymore. At all. UFC's the sport. So why would you go backwards? If you're Dana White, I don't get it. If you're Conor McGregor, I totally understand. You want the money. Now, the WWE, you saw your boy Triple H was already out there going, dude, I think I think Conor would be a superstar in the WWE, which of course is true because Conor's great at the mic skill. He's great at the hype man stuff. And that dude, wrestling needs that. You need that mic skill guy like The Rock. The Rock and Stone Cold help make that brand what it is because of their, the panache, the pers- you know, the personality. And Conor's got that in spades. Whether you love it or hate it, he's got it. The only thing I would say about that is that it's like being funny in real life versus being funny on the radio, where a lot of people in real life are like, oh, dude, I could go on the radio and it'd be really easy. I'm a funny person. You freeze I'm up able in the moment. That. Not that you necessarily freeze up in the moment, but it's a different beast that you're wrestling with. When you go into the WWE, it's not like, hey, go out there and be funny on the mic and talk crap about the other person. It's a storyline that you have to push. There's acting that comes into it. I don't know if he would necessarily be, you know... Willing to willing to play along with the game. That's why Brock Lesnar never talks during the WWE. He has somebody go out there and talk for him. Oh, I didn't has, know that. Yeah, he has Paul Heyman run the mic for him. Brock Lesnar never says anything. Oh, I, mean, I didn't know he, that. He never says anything. We've seen that before. Undertaker was kind of like that. And, but yeah, but I mean, he just stands there. I mean, of course, there's been managers, but Lesnar is just his own thing. And I guess if they treated if they treated McGregor like that. You know, I, I I guess he could have him in the WWE. I just don't know if he would fit as well. I'm hearing from UFC people that say you're crazy. Conor McGregor knocks Floyd Mayweather out. You would have me if Floyd had ever lost a fight. Like if I've ever seen, if I ever saw a boxer expose Floyd in a way where it's like, oh, dude, that's a major flaw in that guy's game right there. Right there, that's that's how you beat Floyd Mayweather. But we haven't seen that. Nobody's ever really ex- exploited Floyd that like that. And again, I hate that guy. Want to see him get knocked out? 
Well, and at the end of the day, yes, both guys could knock each other out. Yes. There's no question about they that. They both had the power. But if, if, you're, if you're playing boxing rules, Floyd wins. If you're playing MMA rules, Connor wins. I mean, that's... If you're Floyd Mayweather, I don't think the Floyd, I don't think the fight makes sense. It's all financial based, and you got the money. You're the money team. You got the money. Now I understand. There's no such thing as enough money. I understand that. Okay, I am one of those. There is no such thing as enough money. People who tell you there is, they're lying. Okay, but he's undefeated. And if you lose to Conor McGregor in a boxing match, dude, you're the only American boxer that matters. That's it. Floyd Mayweather. That's it. I know some of you fight fans out there are going to be able to like send me four or five names. They don't really matter. Nobody knows who those people are. Everybody knows Floyd Mayweather. He's the only American boxing brand that really means anything. And you're going to put that on the line for a spectacle fight? Purely just for money? I don't think it makes sense for Floyd. It makes all the sense in the world for McGregor. That guy, man, he's kind of got the world by the balls right now. Conor McGregor. And, dude, I have supported Dana White from the beginning. I think Dana is the perfect guy to be kind of handling the UFC. But, dude, when Nate Diaz, a guy who is, dude, he's taken every fight you've put in front of him, every time you've asked Nate Diaz to fight, he has said yes to you. Dude, if the guy wants tickets to UFC 205, give him the goddamn tickets. Yeah, hook him up with some tickets, give him an affliction shirt, a Monster Energy drink. It's going to be badass, dude, it is. We get it. You fake wrestlers don't like UFC. I got it. We'll let you tee off on your favorite thing tomorrow at 9.30 when we have front row WWE tickets. Phantom's going to do a little trivia session with the audience around 9.30 tomorrow. Get you hooked up with front row seats for that. Today, though, have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. You'll get those next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Your next opportunity to win a thousand bucks happens shortly after 10 a.m. with Fishhead. Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. Today, tomorrow, then we're done. So Fishhead has your next opportunity at 10 a.m. And again tomorrow, 9.30, Phantom will get you hooked up with those front row seats for WWE with his uh, little trivia session. All WWE related. I'm not going to go WCW. I'm not going to go NXT. I'm I like go- that system. I, I think that's fair. I think that's probably what most people know. I think even people who watch WWE might not have a lot of NXT knowledge. Well, you so- should. It's awesome. Great. Now, I have friends who are pretty entrenched into the WWE thing. Like my buddy Pants. Yeah. This is his nickname. But he loves the WWE. And I've known him a long, long time. And so he he was wearing an NXT shirt the one day. And I said, oh, my God, dude, you're into that? I said, I know you're a wrestling dude. I was like, but you're into that, huh? And he said to me, he goes, dude, he's like, NXT quietly is becoming the best brand they have. I'm going to assume this was probably about a year, year and a half ago you had this conversation. Because a year and a half ago, it really was the best. I think they've stepped up their, their, their mainstream roster a little bit. They've taken the best of NXT and kind of moved them forward. The cycling's begun. But, hey, it was a while goes. ago I had the conversation. That's how it goes. And honestly, Yeah, that's what it's for. NXT is, is, is replenished themselves pretty uh, nicely. They've got the King of Strong style, Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe out there battling for the title. It's good stuff. You spent some time in California, right? I have? Yeah. Yeah. I live there. Did you ever go to Yellowstone? No. 
No. I, I went and saw the Sequoias, but I never went to Yellowstone. Yellowstone's awesome. Okay. And it's much like the Grand Canyon. It's like one of those places where people tell you it's going to be great, and you're like, really? It's forced. How great could it be? And then you get there, and you're like, oh, 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 oh okay. Maybe not. Okay. So a guy, 23 years old, from Portland, Oregon, went to Yellowstone. And when you go to places like that and like the Grand Canyon, there's signs all over the Grand Canyon. Don't do this. Don't lean here. Don't do this. And it's for your protection. Of course. It's do people have died doing this? This is ill-advised. Don't do it. It's for your safety, right? Yeah, and people, you know, whether you're vacationing on a cruise ship in Las Vegas or in, you know, the the the, the Great Redwood Forest, when you're on vacation mode, there's a little bit of like, everything's going great. I'm on vacation. I'm not at work. Nothing bad's going to happen to me. You know, there's there's always that mindset. So a young college kid and his sister, Colin Scott, 23, from Portland, Oregon, were looking for a place to hot pot. This is when you... um like natural springs and stuff, and the hot springs and the like. Now, in Oregon, those things are everywhere. I thought you were going to say they were looking for a place to protest. It's Portland, it's 23, and this guy, <laughs> not my president, man! This is where you soak or, or uh, you know stream in waters, and the national park system forbids this. And, like I said, he's from Oregon, where like hot springs are a thing. They're everywhere out there and uh, and you know and i was a little apprehensive when you know when they took me to the hot springs i was like i don't know about this and then you get in you're like oh my god this is the greatest thing i've ever done oh my god i could live here and uh so he they were looking to do that now there was a sign that says do not do this so he was checking down i, I apparently reached down to check the temperature of the hot spring when he slipped and fell into it Ooh. She tried to pull him out. She was recording it with her cell phone when he fell. It's been captured on video. And this young man, 23 years old, dissolved in the acid of this. He said in a very short order, the deputy chief ranger, there was a significant amount of dissolving. Sable Scott notified park authorities who sent a search and rescue team that was uh, actually hindered by a lightning storm there. They couldn't recover her brother's body from the pool, and upon returning the next day, found that the acidic waters had disintegrated the body. Jeez. I got this at Fox 8 yesterday. Jeez. And at first I was like, there's no way. There's no way. And then I looked. It's real. Yeah, I was going to say we talked about uh, fake news earlier, and there no. was a little bit of it's like, well, is this real? No, no. This is, this I, is real. Dude, I looked multiple places yesterday to make sure of that. Because at first I was like, no way. Somebody's trying to see if I'm dumb. But when it comes to nature, you just don't know. She's an evil bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, dude, nature will pull you in with the sights and sounds and the beauty, and then before you know it, Tiger just rips your head off. You know what I mean? Like, there's stuff that happens like that. I wonder how long you'd have to be in there for that to start to happen. Well, like I said, a lightning storm came. They couldn't get it to him. It was overnight he was in it. Okay. All right. I mean, you know, once you start putting eight plus hours onto something, I'm sure there was some some dissolving. It's not like he stuck his hand and pulled it out and it was down to the bone. Okay. Because that's kind of what I imagined. I'm like, no way that's happening. But if you're in there for eight hours and your dead body is just floating around in that water, then yeah, yeah, I guess. Apparently, Yellowstone's website lays out a series of tales describing horrific stories, they claim, of children who burn themselves and the 20 people before Scott who have died in the park's boiling waters. The last one was in 2000, 16 years they made it. 
Uh, the victims include seven young children who slipped away from parents, teenagers who fell through the thin surface crust, fishermen who inadvertently stepped into hot springs near Yellowstone Lake, and park concession employees who illegally took hot pot swims and thermal pools. Like I said, this type of stuff, like those kind of hot springs and hot pools and all that stuff on the West Coast and in like Western states, they're, I mean, they're rampant. They're everywhere. I guess it's just like, I mean, honestly, if you took like a chicken breast and you threw it in boiling water for eight hours, that thing's going to fall apart. I don't. I, I guess I, in my mind, I'm like, no way that happens. It's meat, to a human. right? Yeah, but at the end that's of the day, that's all you are is a just, sack of meat. Just yeah, just just bones and and and, and blood and, and and muscles. And once you throw it into that boiling water for eight plus hours, yeah, that chicken's gonna fall apart just like you did. Now I'll tell you what I walked away with from reading this last night is that the older you get and you see signs, you believe them. At 23, I would have done the same thing, been like, idiot, they don't know. I know everything. At 40, I'm looking at that sign like, dude, they're telling me not to do that. My guess is my dumb, stupid ass slips, falls, dies, something. I told you, the older you get, the more signs you're like, yep, yep, yep. And you know what it is? It's just you don't really want to do stuff anyway. Secretly, you're old and you're you're a puss now. You have no bravery. And you're like, I don't want to do it. Sign says I shouldn't. I'm good. I'm not bending over to put my arm in there. No way am I doing that. The sign says I'm not. The sign says I'm not supposed to. I'm not doing it. That poor girl, though, had to sit there and watch her brother. And on some level, had to. You know, she had to call her parents and be like, "Hey, uh, so I'm watching him boil to death, Yellowstone there." And now every family holiday from here on out, one of her parents is going to look down the dinner table at her and go. We lost the wrong one. We wanted Colin. We got her. Like, dude, secretly your parents are going to be upset about the fact that you weren't able to rescue their other kid. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a trying time there. Holiday season, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, Thanksgiving uh, dinner is going to suck. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm thankful for? Wasn't it was Colin, not me? (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, dude, that is terrible. Like I said, I triple checked that yesterday when I read that. I was like, this is not true. I saw it on Twitter. I was like, there's no way. And then Fox 8 had it. And then uh, then I went to Portland's news station and they had it. And somebody I was like, "Oh, my god, this this happened. Be careful out there." And again, I know I tell you guys about places you should visit. If you have a chance to go to Yellowstone, do it. It's awesome. That place does not let down. All right. That four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game is up for grabs next on Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show there on Rock 106.9, online, WRQK.com. We have a four-pack of charge tickets to pass those out in just a few minutes. Fantone, the new in-house arena host for the Civic Center and the charge there, one of. So if you go to charge games, you might see the tall guy out there yelling in a microphone, giving you t-shirts and the, and the like. I was going to say, and when I do say, hey, Charge Nation, follow with me. Let's go charge. You better be standing up, clapping along. Damn right. Let's go charge. I was giving Fantone the business earlier. Like, yo, dude, you work at the Civic Center now. Dude, hook your boy up with a pair of Justin Moore Lee Bryce tickets. I want in on that. I'm going to see what I can do. It's a good bro country show. Walkable from my front door. I want in on that. I want a parking lot party with Lee Bryce. That's what I want. Yeah, you're damn right I do. That's what I want. Absolutely. Dude, that show will be littered with beautiful women. Oh, I cannot wait. When is it? You know what? I don't have the answer because I'm concerned it's going to be like in the middle of winter and the parking lot party is a little bit less lit, you know, when it's you don't, ne- when it's negative seven degrees out. Dude, you don't understand us. You just don't get us. Just put on a Carhartt, put in a dipper. You'll be fine. Dude, 
Dude, that skull ring shows through jeans or shorts. It doesn't matter. Let me look here. Yeah, catch the groove before the show. All right, I can't find it right now, and that's uh, this is not entertaining radio for me to search for things on the internet. So rap music, it's all just about like you know sitting around smoking blunts, you know banging out whores. It's a good thing there's good wholesome country music out. He actually there for says us. in this one, it's never never too early to light one up. He says that in that song. But I want to go to that, man. That's going to be, dude, like I said, just lousy with beautiful women. Oh, I can't wait. And, and dude, you just got to think about it. Like, how many people from Bolivar are making the trip up to the big city? Like, come on, man. This is one time we're heading out there, man. Navarre represent. Does that building have two floors in Damn, it? Damn, look at that. They got two stoplights on this street, Ma. Is that what they mean by high rise? Actually, dude, you kind of got me yelled at the other day. Why is that? Who was telling me about this? Oh, it was HJ out at the Pines. Yeah. Was telling me that, you know, his buddy, like, cornered him. and was like, you tell that idiot that Bolivar's not that bad. Dude, we know Bolivar's not that bad. Chicken wings now. Put a big old dipper in now. Bolivar now. Damn, I man. Dude, I want to go to that show so bad. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, God, that'll be so much fun. Good times. All right, we do. Oh, you know what? Before I get out of here, I want to uh, one more time. I open the show by doing this. I want to end the show by doing okay. it as well. I want to thank uh, Drew, who I met yesterday out at Pro Armament. It's uh, you know a gun store and range there out in Cuyahoga Falls. I had some questions about some CCW classes. I had some questions about you know being a uh, you know a firearm owner and some numbers and some stats and some things like that. That guy had all the knowledge I needed. I walked out of there much more informed on uh, on a subject that I needed to be more informed on. And I'm pretty sure I have, uh, I've, uh, you know, uh, narrowed it down to the two different uh, handguns I'm looking at. Pretty sure I'm going to pull the uh, trigger, make the purchase there, and uh, that's where my CCW classes will be done at. As uh, I'm pretty sure I met Drew yesterday, great dude, and had all the knowledge, pro arming it out there, Kyle Falls. I think we're going to work closely with them. Stansbury going full on second A. He's he's a he's a Second Amendmenter now. Yes, you're you're going for yes. it. I, I am, uh, yeah, I'm one of those. Dude, honestly, I'm, you know, as far liberal as I am, yes, if you're going to be a responsible gun owner, dude, USA, USA, I'm totally okay with people uh, with people owning their own firearms. You talk about a CCW, so you're in buying a handgun, are you going to be a gun carrier, or are you going to be one of those guys? I am more probably more likely to consider it to be a home protection thing. But if I'm going to go and get knowledge and get in, and, and get, you know, caught up on all this stuff, then yeah, I, I, I want to be able to carry if I decide I want to. More consistent concerned about like a home break-in than somebody like trying to I'm more, rob you on the street? I'm more scared of a home invasion, yeah. The home invasion numbers are very scary. Very scary. Um, I'm more worried about home invasion than I am. I, Dude, I'm one of those egotistical Americans where I'm like, yeah, stuff won't happen to me. But I, just in case... I, it's just to me, it always feels like to me, if you're going to be a gun person, be a full throttle gun person, like carry that bitch around with you all the time. I don't understand. Like, it, well, pff, once I get into my car, it's like, no, dude, somebody can rob you there. Somebody can shoot you there. So I, True. you know, I, I just know, you, dude, you're not wrong. I'm just saying for me, it's a, I, I, I feel like that's what will be my primary purpose for. But who knows? Maybe once I pass the class, maybe I'll be like, you know what, dude, I need this thing on my dude. I need it on the hip. I uh I don't I, I don't know if you guys got into this yesterday uh, with Drew um but I would have to assume that the the Trump presidency is a little bit of a disappointment for gun retailers. I said to him I said you know I've just you know I'm not going to assume what your politics are I said but had Hillary won and he stopped me and said oh dude we would have sold out 
It's like we would have been sold out. It's like during the debates, people were coming in there in droves buying ammo because the, the like ammo seemed to be like the hot story right then and there. He's like, people were eyeing guns because of her and all that. He's like, but I guarantee you, had she won, he's like, we would have, he's like, guns would have been flying off the shelf the next day. Yeah, last eight years have been fantastic for gun sales because people were very concerned that the Obama fear. was coming right. was coming for their guns. I agree. And, dude, what does he got? Like another two months left to get all those guns rounded up? He better get it. He better put that thing in overdrive, dude. He better. <laughs> Obama, if he wants to steal your guns, he's got like two months left to do it. Uh, you know, and you know what he reminded me of yesterday? He's What's like, that? you know, people think you're in the clear when you have a Republican president on this. He's like, dude, he's like, one of the biggest gun control bills ever, ever was Ronald Reagan. He's like, so he's like, you know, he's like, so you know, he's like, you know, he's like, people can get that misconstrued too. So, but he says he he his opinion was had Hillary won the election, yeah, that people would have been in there, and I think that that's probably true. People would have been like, oh, here she comes, she's coming for him. Stealing Let me go my buy guns. one. Stealing them, you know? she's gonna take them. A bummer didn't get them, but she will. But I had walked in there and I told him, you know, what the history on me was right. that that initially I was you know anti-gun and that I had been turned around on it. I had seen some math on it and I was like, okay, not as much to be fearful of. And it was my lack of knowledge on weaponry in general that kind of had me like, uh, I don't know. And but, you know, the more informed you get on something. Thing, the less fear you will have of it. We all, I think we all start to get into uh, somebody that, oh, they're a gun owner. Obviously, they're a Second Amendment nut. Obviously, they're some kind of like gun fetishist. Doesn't that, have you to know, be the same thing. No, it doesn't have to be right. the same thing at all. So, like I said, it's all your relationship with it and kind of the, you know, the, 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 the power that you put on that weapon is going to be the power that it has. Absolutely. It's an inanimate object, but... Met those guys out there yesterday, and uh, they were great dudes. Good stuff. I, I feel very comfortable there. That's probably where all that is going to happen. Uh, I have gotten, uh, on behalf of Casey from Twitter, that February 9th, Fantone, is when Ooh. Justin Moore mm. and Lee Bryce are coming to the Canton Civic Center. And so, buddy, I'm just leaving that in your lap. You are to make that happen. I don't, know, I don't know if you have the power or not, but you were to make that happen. I'm pretty sure if you buy three skull logs, you're going to get a ticket for free. I don't I don't know if that's fact, but dude, I think right I heard now that. some guys underneath the, the seat of his Silverado like I got dude. I got the rappers right here. They're right here, man. All right. Got a four pack of tickets for the can charge game this Friday. 7 p.m. Tip off dollar dog night out there at the Civic Center this nice. Friday as well. You're also getting a Cavs championship banner walking through the door. We have a four pack of tickets for you. Caller 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625. You're off to the charge game. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it. Live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. See ya.